All right. Time to go north. How are things up there, Neil? Boy, that was a quick switch. Holy crap. What just happened there? I don't know. Josh said switching, and I just uh, hear you. Well, see, I didn't have to listen to any commercials. That's good. So Things here are just beautiful, man. It's sunny. It's going to be 72 today. The oh. pigeons are dropping big loads on my patio out here. It's beautiful. It's, almost, it's already like summer here. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing, like 87, 88. Yeah, big time humidity. Humid. No humidity here. Just a lot of sunshine. Beautiful day. Too nice of a day to be in here. I need to be heading down down the road. You know where. <laughs> what are you laughing about? 6,079, the announced attendance at the Marlins debacle last night. That's 10 a joke. to 2. Just getting spanked by the Braves. And you know, there's supposedly all these Braves fans, so that means that there actually were about 3,000 people in the joint. Probably 1,000 more Braves fans. I was going to say, they must have been counting arms and legs. Yeah, and of course, the um, all the uh, ushers and umpires, coaches, players, broadcasters. Yeah. Such as they are. The Yankees. 6,079. Were... That's pathetic. Well, the Yankees had to face Josh Beckett last night. That was the game that interested me. The Red Sox at New York, and the Red Sox bombed the Yankees. Good. Excellent. Yep. And Beckett went out and had an easy time of it. Hmm. You look at the guys who used to play for the Marlins. Uh, Alex Gonzalez had a home run last night. Mike Lowell's hitting 340 this year for the Red Sox. Yeah. Pudge well, is he's like me. He needed to change the scenery, you know. I think yep. that's a big part of it. It probably was. Now, let's see. I got the Joel Feinberg story that. Um, oh, I didn't see that. From uh, what the Ocean Drive magazine. What a jackass! Oh. He says the most the, the most pertinent line he has beside the fact he uh, has all of Daddy's money, you know, is uh, ratings don't lie. Well, if ratings don't lie, let me just tell you this, man. You ain't got any. Yeah. You ain't got any, Joel. Oh, so here's what I want to talk about. I was stalling for time, digging through my pile. While I, while I was digging, I should have played this. No, it's Neil Young, good Canadian oh, yeah. boy. Well, that's, his new, that's from his new album? Right. Yeah. Ricky Williams may have to take a drug test if the running back wants to play for uh, the Toronto Argos of the Canadian Football League. The NFL suspended Williams, we know that. Mm-hmm. The CFL has no formal drug testing policy, but Toronto President Keith Pelley said the team could conduct its own test if the Dolphins allow Williams to play for the Argos. If they say, okay, go ahead and, you know. They're going to decide by the end of the week, I guess. Do you have any info on that? Just that. Any inside dope? Oops, sorry. <laughs> uh, they'll probably let him go up there and play. See, because one thing that the... Um, it is absolutely crucial that before we would proceed with Ricky Williams, he's prepared to be absolutely clean and, more importantly, educate the youth of Toronto to say no, no to drugs, Pelly said. If he's not prepared to do that, we would not sign him, even if he was prepared to play for free. Now, see, that's one of the things the Argos... He is, is playing for this. free. 150,000 Canadian. Yeah. That's what he's going to get. Well, if he don't want to do, uh, you know, do uh, no drugs and educate the youth of Toronto against drugs, which he could just go out on the streets of the city and say, hey, well, put that thing out, you know, because they're smoking it all over the place here. Not, this would not be a good environment for him. Tell Ricky uh, stay where he is. Stay, stay in a drug-free place like Miami. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, where you'll be safe. Let's face it, man, the guy belongs in Jamaica or somewhere. He likes smoking a big fat one, and that's just the way it is. He's not going to stop. Just ask George. He'll tell you. He's not going to stop. He's not going to stop. For love or money, man. <laughs> and certainly not for 150 G's uh, Canadian. That's Although, I'll be honest with you, let me, I, let me take a look now. I may walk out of here now if I see the wrong number because it's, it's getting pretty scary. Thank you, Mr. President, for the low gas prices and for that crappy American dollar. Oh, my God. It's just killing me. 
I told you this, I think, when I first came up here four years ago, the Canadian dollar is worth only 62 cents against the uh, U.S. dollar. Yes. 62 cents. What is so it So it made everything a tremendous bargain for me, including my rent and everything. And now, let me just take a look. It was 90 and a half cents as of the other day. The euro, which was 117 about two weeks ago, is now 128 against the dollar. So that's like making a big comeback. The pound, which was about 170-something, is now 186. The American dollar is, oh, no, eh, uh-oh. <laughs> 90.88, almost 91 cent. The Canadian dollar hasn't been as strong in years and years and years. Almost, pretty soon it's going to be even Steven. So that means if you lose a grand at Woodbine, you really lose a grand. You know yeah. what I'm saying? As opposed to like 620 bucks, even if you find a good machine man. Boy, that is bad. Brutal. So anyway, Joe Bell got uh, everybody's uh, deal done there. He got uh, Josh all wrapped up in George's contract, and he was in there this morning <laughs> doing his clown routine. In fact, he said something I've heard so many times before. It's not important that we succeed, but that the guys across the street fail. How many times have you heard that? They're obsessed. They have an obsession. Yeah, somebody's got to get you. In fact, I'm sure George still has the copies. You got it, George? Yeah, I got the original one, yeah. Yeah, I got the original. George will uh, pass it on to you from uh, Ocean Drive magazine. The people who make Miami Beach Patrol. Here's a picture of Joel on his, uh, I guess he's riding a uh, Harley or something. I don't know. I can't. The picture's too dark. Is that what he's on? No, he's, he's riding just, something. He's on a rail. Oh, he's on a rail? He's in stadium. Oh, I see. Well, I didn't realize that. I thought he was uh, riding a Harley or something. Okay, this is so dark. You can just barely make anything out. Anyway, Joel Feinberg, Finding the Ticket to South Florida Radio Success. Success? Written by written by a real bozette, Susie Buckley, whoever she is. I guarantee she ain't no William F. Buckley. She quotes him as saying, oh, no, she goes on to say, uh, the station is official home of the Dolphins with exclusive radio broadcast rights to their games. She didn't mention that they lost $3.5 million the first year. And a roster of regular programs hosted by some of the most recognizable names in Florida sports, including Joe Rose, Dan LeBastard, O.J. McDuffie, and Sid Rosenberg. <laughs> Isn't Sid Rosenberg one of the most recognizable names in South Florida sports? Oh, this is so stupid. It's a press release. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Only then we also got a copy of a letter that Susie wrote to Joel. I don't know where he got this by hook or by crook. She says, Joel, I really appreciate your taking time for the interview. As you know, we didn't have space to run all the just the facts that we did. I thought you might like to have a copy to keep. And so here's some of the questions she asked that they didn't get in the article. Ocean Drive, if you have 20 minutes to spend with any person, who would it be? Uh, Joel Feinberg says, my daddy on Friday when I can't meet payroll. You must be I kidding. Don't. Listen, Ocean Drive, is there one thing people say about you really ticks you off? Uh, Joel Feinberg, I hate it when people say I was handed everything. Actually, I've never been handed anything. It's all direct deposited. Ha, 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 Joel laughs. Yes, perfect qualifications to run a baseball team. Ocean Drive, one thing about you that would shock your friends. Uh, Joel Feinberg, I'm a closet jock sniffer. Why else do you think I started a sports talk station? I love that locker room access. Mm, he loves the smell of uh, wet jock straps. Ocean Drive, wait, wait till the, these two. The, these will send you into orbit. <laughs> if you could be an inanimate object, what would you be? Joel Feinberg, my mirror. Oh. And Ocean Drive, business accomplishment you're most proud of. Uh, Joel Feinberg, taking a radio station that just that made money and having it lose over $4 million in just 18 months. Most people don't realize how difficult that is. Man, if we could just say... I don't understand that. He's proud of doing what? Do you want me to read it again? That last one, yeah. Okay. One moment, please. Okay. Taking a radio station that made money... In other words, when it was the Jefferson Pilot, they were, like, uh, yeah. you know, brokering it out. And having it lose over $4 million in just 18 months, most people don't realize just how difficult that is. So he's proud of that? A little self, well, self-deprecating. You know, in other words, he's admitting that uh, they're losing their ass. But Daddy's got a lot of money, and it's direct deposit, and a ha-ha-ha, you know. If I was go. Daddy, I'd put that kid up for adoption <laughs> if it was costing me that kind of money. <laughs> Real cheap, too. Yeah. 
I mean, can you imagine that kid coming home and saying, Daddy, I lost four and a half million dollars. You did what? Yeah. Well, I guess to them that's chump change, you know. You know, years ago, the old American Football League, uh, Lamar Hunt Jr., Kansas City Chiefs. When the original franchise was in Dallas, yeah, they lost a million dollars the first year. Mm-hmm. But this is Lamar Hunt. And somebody said to him, what does your father think about you losing a million dollars on a football team? And he said, well, at that rate, in about 300 years, he's probably going to get picked off. Yeah. Those I don't know days, that the Feinbergs have that kind of money. I hate to admit, I was a Buffalo Bills fan back in those days because I worked in uh, Batavia. Yeah, Ray Carlton. Went to all the uh, Buffalo Bills games. We had uh, Jackie Kemp and Daryl LaMonica and Cookie Gilchrist and George Sames. Remember Cookie Gilchrist? Sure. He played for the Dolphins. Did he? I yep. didn't know that. Yep. Wow. Who's the Dolphins quarterback going to be this year before Dante's Culpepper's uh, heals up? Probably Joey Harrington. Oh, oh my God. Well, that's the best news I've heard in a long time. <laughs> I've always got some good stuff for you. Holy cow, Joey Harrington. I thought they gave up on that. He couldn't He couldn't play for an American Legion team. That's how bad he is. He's going to make them feel that like they're going to miss, uh, what's his name, A.J. Touchy-Feely real bad when they get a whiff of him, his act. He's pathetic. Well, that's good news for Patriot fans and everybody else in the, uh, the, uh, in the AFC. I mean, the yeah. yep. East. It's good news. Well, I'm confused now because you said AFL. No. Patriots had some interesting the teams back in those days, the, too. The original franchise. Sam the Van Cunningham of New England. Huh? Lamar Hunt's original team was the AFL. Boston Patriots, wasn't it? Yep. Sam the Van. Gino Capaletti. Gino still does their radio. Really? Yep. And so does Bob Cousy do the way for the Celtic. He can't speak. Uh, I, have you ever heard him speak? I, I don't understand that. Absolutely correct. He makes Lenny Martez sound like Walter Cronkite. I just don't get it. Speaking of Walter Cronkite, I saw the, uh, I didn't waste my time with the movie because George told me it was so bad, good night and good luck, but I saw it on Biography last night, Biography Channel, the Ed Murrow bio, that was good, he was, he was something. Yeah, he was, I haven't seen the movie that, that, either. That's what we need today is another Ed Murrow, I kept thinking that during that hour, boy, we need somebody with some balls and we just don't exactly. have it. That's right. Don't have it in the media, they're all a bunch of sellouts, very sad. So anyway, I'm glad that Joel Feinberg says the ratings don't lie because, boy, you look at this last book, Joel, and you have... Oh, in fact, there's another really good line, too. It's to sure, this is really outdated. This just came out, but it's so outdated. April 2006. It's totally outdated. He says um, his arbitrage ratings recently increased 64%, but again, that's in the fall book when they had the Dolphins, and of course, they've dropped way back off again. Uh, listeners' only option had been a station that between Howard Stern and Neil Rogers didn't start take, talking sports until 2 o'clock in the afternoon, he says. We created 790 as a younger, hipper, newer alternative that really focuses on what people in this market want to hear about local and national sports. Right. Of course, uh, you've been on uh, in the morning for what, a year and a half? Yep. So this is a little bit dated, okay? Howard Stern ain't on in the morning anymore. was only on for like three or four months anyway. And obviously, with the ratings I got, nobody wants to hear somebody not, not talking sports in midday. So, you know, Joel, you're just such a jackass, you know, just burning daddy's money. Just have a bonfire in the back row, backyard. Have a, a weenie roast, you weenie. What a jerk. I bet you my good buddy Dick Feinberg at Pompano Park is not do happy there's a guy with his same last name running around named Joel Feinberg. I sure hope they're not, they're not related. I don't know. They could be, I guess. I'm pretty sure they're not. Uh, his family's think. in uh, real estate. Oh. I don't think Joel Feinberg walks around in them Hawaiian shirts like Dick does at Pompano. Isla Capri, I still haven't found out whether the deal went through in Pittsburgh. I think it's probably still in limbo, whether they're going to buy the uh, Penguins, build them that arena. There's talk that the Penguins could be... I just saw a story about... uh, I heard Geneva, New York is what I'm hearing. No, that uh, they're building an arena 
Someplace. Uh, Aliquippa. No, some big city. Meadowlands, PA. And that the Penguins are the team that they're going to go after. Well, now, you would know. Oh, it's East Rutherford. I'm sorry. I, can't, I, forget, I, I remember the answer to the question before I asked you the question. I, the last where the Meadowlands is? Where the Meadowlands is. Yeah. See, because there's a, a town called, and I've been there. I mean, you. well, I don't want to go through the thing with the tracks again because I got you beat on that. But Meadowlands, Pennsylvania, which is south of Pittsburgh, that's where the Meadows is. Yep. The Meadows. You've never been there, I'll bet, because that's only harness racing. It's harness racing. And I've been they there. Have a big I had a winning night there, as a matter of fact. a big simulcast facility there. It is? Yep. And Roger Houston, who was the first track announcer at Pompano Park, who screams and yells and has got an ego like Joel Feinberg, uh, he uh, calls the races at, uh, at the Meadows with a great Dave Pallone driving. And Brian Sears was driving there, too, but, of course, he went on to the Meadowlands to East Rutherford, New Jersey, I as used opposed to, to Meadowlands. I used know. to be a guest on there. Toby Callett used to do Triple Crown shows from there. Toby's a uh, clocker here in South Florida, and they used to bring him up to the Meadows because he's from Pittsburgh, and I used to go on with him before the big races. Really? Yep. I still miss Harvey Pack. May the horse be with you, and he would throw the program at the uh, the camera yep. at the end of the show. He was good. He was but he's great. still alive, huh? Yes, he is. And then the good news from Dave. Dave and I had a good chat on Friday. Uh, uh, Stan Burstein is still alive. I guess you don't know Stan. It's harness racing. Yeah, I know who he is. Do you? Yep. Good guy. One of our people, man, Stan Bergstein. Goldstein. In fact, I was saying the other day, maybe we could have Goldberg and Goldstein in the morning. What do you think of that? <laughs> he could tweak your numbers up a little bit, or at yeah. least tweak them up a little. Geldy. Oh, my God. We've got to do something about him. I think a hitman is in order. He's on today, as a matter of fact. All you people out there, don't say we didn't warn you. Geldy at 2 o'clock, adjust your radios. You know, if, if people did have those HD sets... Because we're always saying, hey, QAM is HD radio. Nobody, Nobody's got a set. But if they did, can you imagine how that would sound in high definition? Oh, piercing, man. Billy Pierce of the White Sox, great left-hander. I, keep, I don't know what I'm thinking about Billy Pierce. Yankee killer. And Chico Carrasquel. I'll tell you, uh, probably not a very well-known, in fact, obscure Yankee killer for the Red Sox was Russ Nixon. Not, not Russ Nixon. What was his name? Willard Nixon? Russ Nixon was a catcher. Willard Nixon. Remember him? Willard Nixon? Yeah, he would always uh, beat the Yankees, man. He was Yankee killer. I was a big Yankee fan as a kid till '63, till they Frank, sold out there. Frank Larry was a big Yankee. That, for the so. Tigers, that is correct, absolutely correct. They had, that was a Jim Bunning time before Bunning went crazy and became a right wing senator from Kentucky. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a nut job. Yeah, you know, it's all almost every athlete who becomes a politician is a right wing, like Steve Largent, all right wing. Jack Kemp, although Jack Kemp's not that far right wing, he's got a few skeletons in his uh, closet. Yeah, we hated Jack Kemp in Buffalo, man. In fact, it would get it would get to be like in the third quarter, and the people would be screaming, "We want LaMonica!" Boy, LaMonica was good even back then, man. He was really good. They called him the Mad Bomber. Hartford is the city that's uh, trying to get the Penguins. Hartford? Yep. They already uh, bombed with the Whalers there. What the hell? Uh, why? See, why keep going back to places where you failed before when it's guaranteed to fail again? You know. I don't get it. There's a big developer up there who wants to build a new arena. If at first you don't succeed, fail again. I guess that's what it is. Kind of our philosophy here at QAM. <laughs> oh, but that's Joe, man. What a clown. You should have heard him this morning. He put on quite a little of vaudeville routine for me. Oh, brother. Well, man, what do you think about the 10 to 3? How about uh, 10 to 3? What about the. Uh, <laughs> you know. What a clown. Well, what you go 10 to 3 and Mad Dog goes on at 3? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's going to solve his problem. So it's always how much more can we squeeze out of Neo, you know, out of the old man? Guess who else is uh, same age as me? I just found this out last night on TV. They, you know, these little things that come on uh, the crawl. 
Doc Shane. In fact, you said you liked his show. Wayne. Wayne Newton is 63. Except your voice sounds better than his does now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little butcher than he is, I'll tell you that, which isn't saying much, but Wayne Newton, 63. Doc Shane. Well, one of these days a testicle will drop and it'll be really dangerous, just like, uh, just like that one, although I wouldn't hold my breath. I once went up in Wayne's helicopter. Really? He flew up the... Wait, Wayne, Wayne Newton? I thought you meant Wayne Heisinger. No, uh, Wayne Newton. Yeah. We went from Las Vegas. We took off from his house and went up uh, through Red Rock Canyon up to Logandale, where he has a horse farm huh. with a bunch of Arabian horses. Really? And he flew the helicopter. It was quite like, a trip. Uh, kind of like Brownie Brown. He was into Arabian horses. Remember, that was his thing before he became the uh, FEMA director. Remember that? Yeah. That was his claim to fame. That's what qualified him to be director of FEMA. Horses. Yeah, that's right. He had Arabian yeah, horses. That, that is correct. Horses' ass, I think, describes him a lot better. Well, listen, it's already way past the first break. Oh my gosh. And i got to play that uh, Neil Young thing. I think it's almost time to, uh, uh, for uh, Geldy by the time we get everything all jammed in here today. Well, listen, have a great day. Today's a real, it's a beautiful day. It's a good day to go out and find a good machine, I think. I think I just, it's a good day know. to gamble, too. I think. Yeah, I, I really have the, I don't know what it is, but I have the itch today. Okay. Because I went there on Monday, which I ordinarily never go on Monday. When you're itching, bad, scratch it, you know. Yeah, that's right. Find a good machine, man. Yep. Which is the one that pays. I'm going to go out there and scour for it. Hope you have a mother load. A, uh, a heavy set young guy, a nice young guy. He's one of the regulars there. Always uh, yucking and laughing with me. And uh, last week, he won 18 grand on the $2 machine. About 10 yards from where I was playing that stupid Wheel of Fortune crap. And this guy wins 18 grand. He put in 200 bucks in the machine, man, and he got 18,000. And he took the cash. He waited an hour, but he took the cash. They came and they examined that machine, man. They they brought out the stethoscope and they yeah, like, uh, right. oh, oh yeah. Hey, listen, I got when you win a jackpot in those places, they check that thing out uh, inside out and upside down. Yeah, they don't like to pay. No, they, they don't like to pay, and they want to make damn sure that nobody was, uh, you know, losing a little uh, whatever. I, although I don't know what the hell you could use now, because with those computers, they go. Well, listen, it's already time for the uh, eleven o'clock hour, so have a great day <laughs> and win, win a bundle. You too. See ya. See ya. The views expressed on the previous program. Let's hurry it up here now. Come on, we ain't got a lot of time. Let's move this baby along.
Yeah, what? Were those in the original? Those those are my bleep stone. Though. That's the one thing that's very disheartening to me is that even though it's on cable, they still bleep out the words now. That's that's how yeah. repressing things have gotten in Zion America, man. When in doubt, they still bleep crap out. On on cable, no less. Yeah, well, that's from the movie, so it was out there. I had to bleep that. Well, good. 1018 already at 560 WQAM. Happy Wednesday to you. It's the uh, Dies de Mayo. Must be some kind of a special day, right? Didn't Jose Ferrer do something big on uh, May 10th? Oh, I don't know. Hey, once again, everybody's feeling the pinch of the gas bump. The good folks at Dollar Mattress at 1-800-Mattress want to help you through this just a wee bit. Dollar Mattress is offering you a free tank of gas, and here's how this deal works. You simply take the full amount of any gas receipt off your next mattress purchase, up to 10% of the purchase price. Spend 35 bucks at the gas pump, take 35 bucks off any purchase of 350 bucks or more. Spend 50 at the pump, take 50 bucks off any purchase of 500 or more. You'll need your gas receipt to save that money. Why drive all over town wasting that expensive gas, wasting a lot of time, too? Skip them all in furniture stores and so-called giants in the mattress business who gouge your ass. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now and save. As always, you choose the date and time for delivery within a two-hour window that's convenient for you, seven days a week from 8 in the a.m. till 10 in the p.m. when you call my good paisans at Dollar Mattress. 1-800-MATTRESS. You'll choose from the area's biggest inventory of brand-name mattresses at unbeatable prices all the time. Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coral, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now or log on to their website, mattress.com. It's just that easy. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Is the tackiest thing I've ever seen. Absolutely. And TV presents Prom Night Live. Yeah, baby. From the cheap corsage. Oh, I love carnations as much as I love a root canal. To the limo. I've never kissed a guy, at least not there. To the late night barfarama. I, I got boots bar all over my dress. Ugh. MTV's Prom Night Live. And my shoes. <laughs> and in my purse. Now, speaking of the call on uh, Certainly Not News Network, you see they just had a thing on there. Your desk has 400 uh, times more germs than a toilet seat. Well, especially with that? what I do with it. You know, I crap on yeah, my desk all the time. you're smearing crap on your desk, evidently. Uh-huh. No, see, I, I was talking about that yesterday. All these people, like, get all uptight. They get into a public tea room, and they got to put the uh, toilet paper on a seat. Come on. And, and not only that, but as a result of people all uptight like that, there are some, I don't see too many of them, but there are some places where they have those sliding uh, yeah, plastic things. Sliding is right because you slide right off if you try to use yeah. one of those things. Oh, that sounds like my experience at Vinny's that time yeah. when I slid off there. I didn't just slide off it. The whole seat slid off the uh, porcelain yeah. bus. <laughs> Boy, it's a good thing that that didn't happen about ten seconds later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been a real uh, mess. That would have been really bad. That, that was scary. I mean, I'm waiting. I'm like dancing from one toe to the other. I just got to get in there, you know. I mean, nature is calling. And I sit down, and the, the seat just slides right off the damn uh, turlet. But I got that baby back on there, and mission accomplished. All right. 1,434 votes on yesterday's poll. What's the rudest thing people do? By the way, when we get to today's poll, which we've done before, but uh, pretty interesting. The callers out there, the ones that think, oh, well, we're, we're the ones that make your show, Neil. Yeah, yeah right. Uh-huh. C- continue trying to convince yourself of that. If I never took another call. You want to see proof? Watch. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, how's it going today? All right. All right. Um, hey, I tried to get a hold of you yesterday to tell you about this. Uh, you probably heard it. Have you seen this wacko in Utah that the FBI is after? 
They can, they can, uh, they compare yeah, the pol- him to David the polygamist, Koresh. yeah. Yeah, he's raping uh, little kids, yeah, polygamist. Yeah, and, and the church is built there, and, uh, and the whole town follows right. this guy and everything. Yeah. It's really bizarre, man. I was wondering. There you go. That's oh. that good old-time religion, baby, like I told you. Wow. Exactly. Well, that's right. well, just right. a good excuse to yeah. know. Okay, see you. See, that was a good call. I told you, you're so, such a skeptic, man. I listen to the show for the calls. That's right. 1,434 votes on the poll. What's the rudest thing people do? Cell phone abuse, 317. Boy, that's bad. Going in on the uh, restaurant where people are trying to relax into a movie theater, wherever you are, and talking on a, oh, hi there, Ed. I'll be over there. Let's see how well, the order came in. Take it outside, okay? Take your cell phone and jam on it. Joe, just jam it. Speaking in Spanish. See, I told you that was a late edition that moved in, zooming up there, 218. A strong second. Cutting in line, 189. Peeing on the toilet seat, 170. Although, like I said, big deal. Just take a little piece of uh, toilet paper, wipe that baby off, and put your ass down there. Quit being such a pansy. Driving slow in the left lane, 144. Farting in public, 60. I, I, if I was aware of the fact that people are that unbothered by it, I'd be doing it a lot more, I think. Uh, I'm going to start. Or maybe not here. Here they're a lot more polite. I'm starting today. Being loud while people are sleeping, 57. Flaunting their wealth, 53. I hate this poll, 52. Stealing parking spaces, 52. People that don't return phone calls, 43. Tailgaters, 42. Right on your ass. Picking your nose in public, only 24. Oh, mm, oh look at that one. Mm, purple. Wow. Stealing food off somebody's plate, 8. And burping in public, which only had 3 all day, wound up with 25. Solamente 5. Cinque. Soltanto Cinque. See, there's like six words I know in Spanish and Italiano, and I keep using them all. See, and then you pretend you're like a, a multilinguist. Don't say it. I won't. 1027, it's time for another break already. Well, and that's the way it is, but I, uh, I like that. Uh, another break already? Yeah, I like the crossover. I enjoy it. I enjoy confabulating with the, the fat one. Well, we never get to uh, see each other anymore or talk, and, of course, two old Jews, you know, hanging out at the, in, our, in our waning days. Hey, if you're a cigar smoker and like to kick back with a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Burhani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco, processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch, hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also be sure to try the Bahia Deseo, the hottest-released cigar in the last 10 months. This one gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. It's a powerful cigar. It'll knock your socks off with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with an additional spice and note of charred wood. For a South Florida tobacconist nearby you, just go online and log on to BahiaCigars.com or call 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. You blow. All right.
Okay, there's a little tease for it. It's uh, five minutes and some seconds long. Neil Young. That's from the new uh, Neil Young album called Living with War. Let's impeach the president. We also got a good one called Looking for a Leader. Well, they're all good. I'm going to play the whole thing a little bit. It is just a, a little tease to what you're after. Unless we get caught up here because that long crossover, man, which I love, it just gets us a little uh, behind. Can I say behind? Rectum. Oh, sorry, Joyce. So, Miguel just, uh, I told you Miguel's a groupie, didn't I? Of Did what? he ever give you a number, by the way, for our um, About 30, man. campaign? No. No. <laughs> I think the guy ran off to uh, Costa Rica or something. With the money. We probably raised 125000 He's going to tell us, oh, well, you guys only got twenty-five grand. Yeah. I wonder if people actually got the uh, merchandise. Well, you're, uh, you're in damn tea. If they hadn't uh, gotten it, we'd be hearing plenty of oh. That's all we ever did. That's another reason not to get involved in that crap. Uh, I, I sent him my money three days ago, and I still haven't got the CD yet. And, you know, can, you, can you tell me when I can expect it? Yeah, you know, sometime between now and next Shavuos, okay, schmuck? Every time we do it. Look at the, Oh, I thought it said 686 on today's poll. Yeah, I got an amazing bulletin. Uh, I'm going to break some news here in a second. Thanks to Miguel. Today's poll, though, let's uh, lay it on him. And we've also done... Well, we never did this exact one. I changed, changed it up a little bit. And, well, the one for tomorrow I changed up, too. A little change-up. Now, if the Marlin pitchers could just learn to throw a good change-up, maybe they wouldn't be giving up 9-10 runs a game. They lost 10-2 to the Braves last night. They're 8-22. How many games have the Marlins played so far? About 30, man. And they won eight. Ooh, that's bad. Like I said, uh, if they win 50 games this year, I think it'll be a miracle. That's what Josh said. He said they really suck. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, they're pathetic. And the announced crowd is 6,079. Oh, now was it raining last night? I heard it was not. No, it wasn't raining. I heard there's a lot of the smog and fog and fires and stuff. That's another reason, by the way, to get out of Florida, folks. All those uh, fires. Oh, brother. All those brush fires. Yeah, they said there was a fog warning this morning, too, though, but I didn't see anything. But you're just not hanging in the right hood, man. That's the problem. Get way out there by the glades. Get on the U.S. 27. You'll see it. you get all fogged up. Another reason to get the hell out of that place, man. Even the Gators moved out a long time ago. 694 votes. We'll make 1,000 again today easy. No Swetsky. The main reason you listen to the Neil Rogers Show is to hear Neil rant and rave. 373. 53.7% just want to hear me rant and rave. I think I'm going to do that every day for four hours. Just rant and rave. Like Pharrell. Maybe that's why they liked him. And if I said Big Rack and Big D a couple of times, it put me over the top, right? You know it. Oh, yeah. Try it out. What a package. Sweet. To hear the bedtime story is 85. Now, that's shocking. That's in second place. So that, that uh, contradicts what Miguel, the lovely Miguel, is always saying. Oh, d- you know, he, he is so militant about that. If I, if I read, like, one paragraph or something, he gets, starts foaming at the mouth. He gets all upset. And that's because it doesn't have anything to do with Cuba. I, I, let me tell you this. If every story that I read on this show was about Cuba, he would be glued to the radio. He'd get his crazy glue out. He'd take it off the toilet seat and stick the radio to the side of his head. Am I right? Oh, yeah, whatever you say. I'm say okay, you, don't, you know I'm right. Uh, I've never had a conversation right. with Cuba about him, but uh, whatever you say, man. He is obsessed. Or at least, at least he puts on a pretense. That, that's his front. You know, I mean, you guys talk about drugs and sex, but beside that. Uh, listen for a few laughs. Now, you see that? I added that on late, and it's moving up there 80. They just want a few laughs, man. That's all. Kill four hours in the middle of the day and get a few chuckles here and there. They don't want to hear about, oh, Ricky, Ricky this and uh, Shaq that. Enough of that crap, Joel Feinberg. You, and he admits he's a jock sniffer. Isn't that embarrassing? Even our people, which most of them are jock sniffers, even they don't want to, wouldn't admit it. Maybe he thought that wasn't going to get in the, uh, although we got it. We got all the outtakes, Joel. 
Thanks to our inside spies. you got plenty of moles there in your building. You better start looking around for the moles. Uh, for the comedy bits, 49. You know those fillers that Tom Jicka talks about, that filler material? Right. You're so stupid, Tom, it's embarrassing to me. To hear Neil rip the callers, 49. To hear the callers, only 33. 4.7% of this audience tune in the show to hear the callers. Dear, what you have to say, which we already know is, Ah, Prozac, Prozac, please. And whatever that guy does. I can't do it. Or whatever the guy Right. Oh, yeah. Wee, 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 in Canada. And I hate this pool, only 25. They like this pool, 702 already. Boy, we're going to have that thousand faster, and you can say Joe Bell's a, a super clown. Here's the bullet now. I think this even deserves a little bit of a, a, a dumb roll. Oh, this isn't the first time. This is about how many, how many times did this happen? About 30, man. This is a message, an email from New Times Magazine. Mon. It's from Inga Bekalund. Now, that Bekalund, that sounds, uh, I want to say Finnish because it's got two Ks in the last name, but I think Swedish. Inga okay. is very Swedish, and Lund, anything that ends in Lund is you. Anyway, it's uh, Scandinavian. Inga. Thank you, Inga. And, of course, uh, Miguel would probably pronounce it, well, put another letter in front of it. It says, congratulations, the New Times Best of Broward Palm Beach 2006 issue hits the stands tomorrow, May 11th. And WQAM's 560 AM, Neil Rogers, was awarded Best AM Radio Personality through our Reader's Pool. And Jim Mandwich was awarded Best Sportscaster through our Reader's Pool in this issue. All right. How do you like that? Attached are the PDFs of your, what, what is a PDF? It's a Adobe file. You open it with Adobe. Oh, I got Adobe Reader. I got that. Yeah. Even I could do that. Yes. Oh. It'll do it all by itself. I, I know that. Don't you think I've done that already? No, I don't know. I don't know what you've done. Jesus, I got Adobe and I, Acrobat. I do, but I'm trying to forget. Attached are the I'm not attached are the PDFs of your awards as well as the press release in two letters. All right, Inga, please feel free to talk about your achievements on the air. We welcome it. New Times, we love them. However, the hard copies of your awards and the issue will not arrive at the station until mid afternoon today. If you'd like to wait until then, please keep an eye out for it. Like Colombo. Thank you again. Congratulations from New Times, Broward Palm Beach. Inga Bakelund, marketing manager. Thanks, Inga. You the you the uh, gal. You the guy. You the man. Aren't you excited about that, being part of the award-winning man? Now, how much money are we getting for that? I know. Huh? Where's the big statue. check? Oh! Where's the uh, cash? Where's the free uh, pasta? Now, in uh, addition to today's pool, Lisa, who's got um, quite an imagination there. She's got a uh, kiss, a big kiss on her. She's got the lips, the lipstick uh, traces on the uh, page here. Mm-hmm. Lisa says... I've got two sets of lips. No, that's not what she said. She said, can you please add because I love him to the pool? Well, no, we can't. I mean, I appreciate it, Lisa. That's for you, but I just—it's just so uh, tacky, is what it is. Isn't that tacky? Why would you say that? Maybe she loves you. No, no, she. But uh, the audience out there—the the pool isn't just for her. It is the tackiest thing I've ever seen. Right. See, I played that before and didn't make any sense. Now it made a little—a little bit of sense. I wonder how Jennifer is doing. Old Jennifer Rem. I'd love to hear from her. I would too. We love Jennifer. She's one of those really nice people we worked with. We were, and Terry Griffin was nice. Yes. Still is. And, and still is. Every now and then we hear from Terry. She keeps in touch. Who else? You know, stop and think of some of the people we never hear from. Yeah. I haven't heard from Davey Gravyline anymore in a long time. I'm sure he's he still around. Us. He's right. around somewhere. I'm going to tell you some Davey Gravyline stories, but I'm not going to. And then after I tell you those, I'm going to tell you some Andy Asinwood stories. Oh, yeah? People want to hear me rant and rave. Well, not on the air. 19B, I think I already told you. 19B411 at 560 WQM. We got, uh, what's on the agenda today? We got Geldy. Oh, we apologize so profusely. We are so, so sorry. Two to four, we got Geldy again. Uh, high definition. Squeaking. Eric Reed at 330. The uh, talk through his teeth. Voice of the heat. 
I don't like that Dave Strader at all. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I never did like him when he was with the Red Wings. Then he went to ESPN. Now he's with the Panthers. And I tried to like him. I tried to give him a chance, you know. But he talks through his teeth. And I just, I just don't like his whole. Uh, I don't like fake, you know. I don't like fake voices. Mad Dog at the AAA Mac, uh, not the Mac Arena, the uh, Mickey Arena for the Heats and the Nets game number two, four to six thirty. Mad Dog, and then we got. Then you'd think we'd have the heat game on there, but that's IOD. We're sorry we don't have the heat game. We don't got nothing to do with yeah. Although we do wear the icy sleeve and the icy patch. Put it right on your radio. Maybe it'll help. Marlins on deck at 630. The Marlins host the Braves again at the uh, stadium up the road, 705. Anybody going to that game? No. 6,079 announced yesterday. That means there were maybe 3,000 people there if you count everybody within about two blocks of the, uh, in the hood. And then Eddie K follows the baseball game, the Marlins game. Boy, that, now that's, that's a, a tough assignment. Following the Marlin game, night after night. Oh, that would be like trying to follow uh, Geldy, trying to follow two to four the revolving door. But the rumor has it that there's something in the works there. Isn't that what the rumor is you started? That's right. But nobody knows what it is. I don't think, I don't think even they know what it is. Well, that's I think good. if they just start planting the rumor that, oh, we're going to do something, I think then we'll believe it. That's a good plan. Well, we don't believe it. 1042 at QAN, the uh, South Florida area is famous for a lot of trade shows, boat shows, and car shows, bridal shows, home shows, art fairs galore, and more. Now, if you're a trade show exhibitor, the only name you need to know is PubSet, because PubSet creates the absolute top-of-the-line attention-grabbing steal customers from the competition trade show displays. Absolutely. Absolutely. Call right now, 954-772-7275, and PubSet will get you set for success. Because when it comes to design, printing, posters, banners, and especially trade show displays, PubSet's been the very best for 14 years. Scroll down to the bottom of our website and take a look there, and you'll see that the part of that display they made with my ugly puss on it, it's an incredible thing, right at the bottom of neilrogers.com. Write down this phone number, 954-772-7275. 954-772-7275 for PubSet. From design to set up, PubSet can handle all your trade show needs, and rest assured that PubSet will definitely separate you from all the competition. Don't look second rate. You only get one chance to look great. PubSet's the smart way to do it. Call them at 954-772-7275 or go online to PubSetSF.com. For top-notch design, trade show graphics, and displays, here's the great way to put you above everybody else. PubSet's the way to do it. Look for my gross picture on their building along Dixie Highway just north of Commercial Boulevard and then call PubSet at 954-772-7275. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Could abort every black baby in this country, and your crime rate would go down. Beanie-eyed, he looks like a nerd. They call him Hang up right now. 
Schuyler. I wonder what happened to old Jim Schuyler. Huh? He's up somewhere. He's somewhere. We need a Jim Schuyler spy report. I got another uh, email from Norma Kent, who said there was rain. The game was delayed 40 minutes. We'll get into his email in a moment. you got to wait, Norma, for your moment in the sunshine. Talk about a guy just desperate for attention. <laughs> he was one of the 2,000. Not anymore, though. He says he's given up. But we'll get, we'll get to that momentarily, okay? There's a little something for the audience to be hanging on. Go practice law or go out and pick up some acute runaways and just get out of my uh, life. Anyway, and I'm sending him a check this week because he took care of George's contract and because I still owe him a couple of bucks and he's going to get a big fat one, which he likes smoking a big fat one. In fact, that's about the only thing you and he got in common. The only thing right? that I can think of at the moment. Anyway, here from uh, the Beach Patrol, people who make Miami, according to uh, Ocean Drive magazine, April issue, according to Susie Buckley, who would know a radio. She and Joyce, I think, are on an equal level when it comes to their radio expertise. Joel Feinberg, finding the ticket to South Florida Radio Success. I'm glad you told me that he's standing there at the rail. I guess that's at the uh, PP Park. Yes. Because uh, it's so uh, when you fax this to me, it, it looks like he's riding a Harley or something like that. I don't know. Looks like a biker punk. Joel Feinberg, finding the ticket to South Florida Radio Success. Well, I guess he hasn't found it yet. Keep looking, Joel. In the age of satellite radio and iPods, Joel Feinberg has found a lucrative niche on AM radio dial. Yeah, lucrative for somebody. It's getting all of their daddy's money. Certainly not lucrative for them. They're losing money hand over limp wrist. Nearly two years ago, he founded Primetime Media Group and launched Sports Talk 790 The Ticket, South Florida's only 24-hour sports radio station, to compete with Sports Radio 560 WQAM. And again, keep in mind, this is the April issue, but this is written long, long ago, before the newest ratings came out, the winter book, and before, uh, at any rate. His Arbitron ratings recently increased 64% from 84,000 listeners last summer to 138,300 last fall. Of course, that includes the Dolphins. Listeners' only option had been a station that, between Howard Stern and Neil Rogers, didn't start talking sports until 2 o'clock in the afternoon, the 28-year-old Feinberg said. We created 790 as a younger, hipper, newer alternative that really focuses on what people in this market want to hear about, local and national sports. Isn't that what you guys want to hear about? From the moment I get up. Yeah. I mean, how can you wait till 2 o'clock before you start talking about... Huh? I can't. Can't wait. And, of course, we don't have Howard Stern anymore, and we do start talking about sports at 5 o'clock in the morning. Rock it's solid. like all freaking night long. We got the big, oh. and we got the humper, and, uh, hey, stupid. you know, we got sports up the old shoot. Prior to radio, they floated and they played golf professionally before opening Capital Real Estate Group, a full-service real estate investment company that handles everything from mortgages and titles to design and renovation. When he felt the real estate market cooling, he began shifting his attention to what he saw as his next profitable project. His next profitable project. <laughs> a full-service sports media company that includes 790 AM. The station is the official home of the Dolphins. They lost $3.5 million at least on the Dolphins in the first season of carrying the games. And they had the unctuous broadcasting Jimmy Syphilis on there. Hey, Jimmy. You fairy. Which exclusive radio broadcast rights to their games and a roster of regular programs hosted by some of the most recognizable names in Florida sports, including Joe Rose, Dan Labaster, O.J. McDuffie, and Sid Rosenberg. And when I think of sports in South Florida, I think of Sid Rosenberg. Don't you? One of the most recognizable names. You know, Susie, whoever you are that wrote this, you may be a very nice young lady, but you're an idiot. Typical kind of puff piece you read in these. Well, Ocean Drive, first of all, is nothing but a puff piece anyway. The whole magazine. Even Johnny Versace said he wouldn't wipe his ass with it. Uh, so anyway, Joel Feinberg says, I like a good football game, but I'm not a sports fanatic. To me, it's just a business. But if I see something that's going to be a big success, I'll do it, whether it's collecting car cans or making computer parts, explains Feinberg, who races shifter go-karts and rides motocross in his spare time. See, I knew it. He rides motocross. 
I took a station that had uh, no revenue whatsoever and built it into a major market competitor in a year and a half. Major market competitor, my ass, you idiot. Competing with what? The, the bottom feeders? A major market competitor with one and two shares. I have the audience, and they're listening to what I created. Oh, God, what an ego. And here's the best line. The ratings don't lie. And guess what, Joel? The ratings say you ain't got nobody listening. You haven't got squat. I could, put, I could fit those people into a phone booth and have room left over for fat boy. Our fans are very interactive. Our phones are lit up all day. I think you're lit up all day, Joel. You, you must be smoking. Go over there and get some good stuff across the street, George. He's got the really good stuff. Then they got just the facts. And, and that's it. That's the article. Just the facts. Favorite Friday night in South Beach. Sake bombs and sushi at Nobu. I'll bet you Greg hangs out there for that sushi. His dream car, 65 427 Shelby Cobra. Oh, maybe you can go get it and buy one from Rick Riley. Uh... Last book you read, Curious George. Something no one knows about you. I cried in not one but two Ashton Kutcher movies. Favorite film, Cool Hand Luke. Oh, God. Sunrise or Sunset? Sunrise after an all-nighter. And here's, here's the ones they didn't have room to put in the, uh, the very short piece. I already read these to Hank, but it's worth repeating because it makes such an ass out of this clown. Ego, baby. This is Susie's note to Joel. I really appreciate you taking time for the interview. As you know, we didn't have space to run all just the facts that we did. I thought you might like to have a copy to keep. Susie Buckley at Ocean Drive. And here are the questions and the answers. Ocean Drive, if you had 20 minutes to spend with any person, who would it be? Uh, Joel Feinberg, my daddy on Friday when I can't meet payroll. You do know, you know he, had to get to, he had to get together with, uh, with Clarabelle because everything's a big... Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Ocean Drive, is there one thing that people say about you that really ticks you off? Uh, Joel Feinberg, I hate it when people say I was handed everything. Actually, I've never been handed anything. It's all direct deposit. Ha, 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 Joel laughs. Ocean Drive, all-time favorite cartoon character. Answer, Richie Rich, who ain't no fat rich, by the way. Ocean Drive, one thing that would shock you, uh, about you that would shock your friends. Uh, Joel Feinberg, I'm a closet jock sniffer. Why else do you think I started a sports talk station? I love that locker room access. He wants to get in there and see the guys naked is what he's really trying to say, I guess, huh? Boy, that's bad. Good thing they don't have the Panthers, I'll tell you that. Ocean Drive, if you could be an inanimate object, what would you be? And his answer, my mirror. Oh, all the ego all the time. Pompous ass. Ocean Drive, business accomplishment you're most proud of. And Joel Feinberg's response, taking a radio station that made money before and having it lose over $4 million in just 18 months, most people don't realize how difficult that is. Well, it's easy to spend daddy's money to be a big shot. You know, Greg Reed, uh, he was very uh, famous at doing that, spending other people's money to be, hey, we'll pay you $10 million. It's not my money. You know, it's the Beasleys. And then, of course, he had that ex-wife. But nevertheless, uh, what was it that her uh, her father, Greg's ex-wife, what was it? Uh, uh, Marilyn, is that her name? I don't remember. Yes. Her father invented, uh, I think, the milk carton, wasn't it? Okay. That's what you said? Yes? Yes. I, I didn't just make that up. And yeah. as a result, that family had money that hasn't been invented yet. Oh, brother. Can you imagine if you get like a penny or whatever you're getting on every milk carton or orange? You know, I, I guess for every product that's made in cartons now. Right? Wouldn't you think? I would imagine. I got a good idea about this. Sounds like a real good idea. 1057 at 560. Oh, there's Chipper Jones. Teamwork around a pool or a hot tub could save a life. Chipper wants to go in a hot tub. Maybe Joel Feinberg would like to hop in there with him. Kind of get the lay of the land. I don't think Chipper's got... I still think... I know he's got a wife and kids, but I think he's an old smoothie. I don't think he's... There's something strange about him. Have you ever noticed that, Josh? Have I ever noticed that he's strange? 
If you watch him at the plate, his batting stance, he looks like a woman. At any rate, it's a pretty good woman. Nah, what? I said it's a pretty good woman then, because he's pretty good. Uh, hello. <laughs> 10.58 at QAM. If you have termites in your home or you would think you might have them, get rid of them now before they start chewing your place to bits. Call Riddit Pest Control today for a free termite inspection. Riddit Pest Control uses an amazing, a stupendous orange oil treatment that kills termites and termite eggs 100% on contact. They're gone faster than you can say that Joel Feinberg's a pompous ass. If you have termites, it's the best possible way to get rid of them. You don't have to tent your house and make a spectacle out of your home. No worrying about poisonous gas, no moving out or staying in hotels, no worry about food or pets in your health. Because at Riddit, it's real simple. They treat your home with this amazing orange oil, and you don't have to leave at all. Just stick around and watch those termites vamoose and die like crazy. In fact, when they're done treating your property, the only thing left behind is the clean scent of oranges for just a few days. So if you have a termite problem or you think you may be developing one, do it now while you still have time before they chew your place, like I said, to pieces. Call Riddit Pest Control right now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% contact and contract. No tending, no BS, no kidding. Call right now for a free no-obligation inspection, toll-free, 1-800-447-4348. That's 1-800-447-4348. Be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call. It'll brighten up their day. 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? Jose, can you see my as the Minutemen were shooting, drove ten guys in one car through the desert all night to the protest remarks. But they just thought we were looting, and the farms were all bare. The fruit waiting for us there. Give us some nasty rights, and we'll pay our fair share. Jose does not understand the English you say. Give a break to him and me, or we say. Wave. Hey, thank you, buddy. 703, Wednesday. Yeah, gracias, uh, Dinana. It's uh, 778 votes on the poll. We're going to start doing the show in little Espanol, dropping little uh, bits in there and piss off the Anglos and then, of course, oh, yeah. all the uh, Julios. Yeah, there you go. That's enough. And maybe like once an hour, maybe once every two hours, throw in Ay, Dios mío, esos carros. one of those. 778, the main reason you listen to the Neil Rogers Show is to hear Neil Rant and Ray, Ray, 404, 52%. Want to hear me? Oh, there's Rob Marciano again, looking good on CNN. For a few laughs, 108. To hear the uh, bedtime stories, 88. Now, how do you like that? That right there is 52, 65. That, that's like 76 trombones, 76%. Right, and I didn't right even there. vote for it. What? I did not even vote for that. What, the bedtime story? Right. No, I didn't even, even though I liked it. Well, that's because I don't want to sit here and bop, 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 read. Ponderous. To hear Neil rip the callers, 58. For the comedy bits, 53. To hear the callers, only 38, 4.8%. 
to hear these great calls that we get. And I hate this pool 29 out of 778. We'll get that 1,000 real easy, man. I don't see any calls on there at the moment because I would punch one up. I'm thinking like maybe one or two an hour. You know, just occasionally as the mood strikes me, I just reach over and punch one. Kind of like what Mo used, Mo used to do to Gilder. Yeah, just like that. So here's the uh, email from Norma Kent, who just is dying to be a part of the show. But because, not because of this email, but because of the fact uh, that he got your deal done, alleged. Right. The check will be in the mail. Not today. I don't have time for that today. I got the important machines to me today, you know. Got that great new hobby. You know, I, actually, it's part of my new diet. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm staying under that 190 mark. Good. And now I'm marching toward 180. When I can get under 180, then I'm going to be really dangerous. When yeah. I get rid of this big fat puppet, you'll see I'm going to be dangerous. Why don't you and walk can... to Woodbine? You lose a lot of weight. Where's some? <laughs> yeah, like that guy that's walking across uh, the U.S. Right. That fat guy he lost 100 pounds already. WQAM, not lying. Hello. Hello. Okay, there you go. That's enough of that. See, like one or two of those an hour is good. Like I said, two maybe. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yeah. Tell Georgia Burns when I pee. Ah! Okay, good. It's probably Georgia's fault. Okay, here's the Norma, and maybe it's Norma's fault. Wouldn't be the first time. He says, yes, there was rain, and the game was delayed a good 40 minutes. No, there were not 6,000 people there, unless you count the ushers, the staff, the players, the fans, and their yet unborn offspring. Maybe we were in the game for four innings, but after that, you have to pray for rain to prevent the flood of opponents' runs that follow. Yeah, three in the fifth and five in the sixth, and, bada -bada -bada -bada, and it was a 10-2 blowout, is what I've seen. Eight and 22, you're not ready for prime time or any time, Marlins. Oh, please build us a stadium. No. No, go away. Norma says we have no bullpen. Our starters can go four at best. And outside of Dontrell, there's not a single one you'd pay to see. Well, if you'd still pay to see him, boy, the way he's getting bombed, you're uh, real loyal. But the real sad thing, here's the part that I want you to listen. Oh, get the wax out of your ears and open up real, real loud now. Your ear. Right. The sad thing, so sad even the Norm Kent fanatics won't be going any more is because there's no sense of competition. Sports fans want teams that can compete. When you know in going, when you know, when you go in knowing that you're going to get blown out, knowing you don't have the wherewithal to come back, knowing they have AAA infielders who can't reach the first baseman on a fly, knowing that your hitters can only reach the first baseman on a bounce, you have a very, very sad state of affairs. Sometimes I get the feeling that QAM is running the Marlins and Joyce is the general manager. <laughs> oh, that skanky bitch. The fact is, organizations like the Angels could field their AAA team and beat the Major League Marlins consistently. Too bad this is not a sports show. Okay, I'll go away now. I have a lot of practice. And young runaway to pick up, as long as they have legal ID. Go pick up some cute runaways, Norma. Send one up here with legal ID. And that's sad. So even Norma Kett is thrown in the towel, and he is, uh, you know, he's another one, just like Joel Feinberg, likes to sniff those jock straps. He wants to hang around the locker room. I bet you he'd go back if they'd let him in the locker room after every game. He could be the towel boy. Don't you think that's right up his uh, alley? Mm-hmm. <coughs> 794 votes on there. I just refreshed it, and it's 797. But we're going to have that 800 before the uh, before the little hand hits the big hand again. See, i got to get out of the habit of reaching, because we already got our quota for this hour, right, on the phone? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not, there's not any specific quota, but I'm just, I'm just rearranging the way I'm doing this show. I'm, I'm going right. to do it so that, you know... I'm going to do what I think is right, as opposed to feeling uh, like obligated to like uh, keep punching a bunch of idiots. Well, what's the point? Let them go into the bathroom and make those sounds, you know? Eh. Oh, I'm sure they eh. do. I'm sure they practice. Before they call. Perfect. You know. In fact, if we could get get them, send them up here before Stephen Harper, uh, you know, rolls back the gay marriage thing, and maybe we could like uh, match up Gilbert and Prozac Ron. I think that's a match made in heaven. No question. We could have yeah. a group wedding for a lot of these people. A group grope. Oh, here's more good news. I should have started with this, and I apologize for not doing it. We always like to get the good news out of the way from Iraq. Gunmen killed 11 people riding a bus to work. Just they're on a bus to work, and bada-bing, 
at a state-run electric company in Bakuba, Iraq, this morning. The attackers riddled the bus with bullets after pulling alongside in two vehicles, a police official said. Three other people were wounded. Meanwhile, the toll from last night's suicide car bombing at the Shiite neighborhood in Talafar rose to 20 dead and 37 wounded. But other than that, things are going extremely well. They're going swimmingly well. Murder and bloodshed mayhem every day. Thank you, Mr. President, for your lives in illegal war. Thank you, Colin Powell, for selling up and holding up that uh, thing, that vial at the U.N. And talking a bunch of caca, okay? Total sellout. And that's because, like I said, we don't have any people with balls anymore. That's why the media needs another Ed Murrow. But like they said at the end of his uh, thing on biography last night, I think it was uh, Cronkite saying it. Probably never will be another. Whoever the hell was saying it. 800 votes on the poll even right now. How do you like that? Aren't you impressed? Okay. Aren't you excited as all get out? No, not really. Because, you know, even though it's 11.09 in the morning already and people only want to hear about sports, and we're still, although we did have Norma Kent's uh, thing there, you know. That's right. Don't forget the Norm Kent Sports Show, 2 to 4 this afternoon. Boy, he would probably kill somebody. Come on, give Norma an audition on the air for about 10 minutes. Wouldn't that be great? A gay sports show. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's, what's different about that? <laughs> I was waiting for that, yeah. Wouldn't be the first one, I guarantee you that. Because as far as I'm concerned, they're all a little... Gay. Or sometimes they're very... Gay. Yeah. Being redundant. Right. Oh, speaking of that, here's more sports news. Not only that, but that Ricky Williams... I already did this. I don't want to do it again, do I? I did this with Hank. If Ricky Williams wants to play for the Toronto Argos of the Canadian Football League and the Dolphins uh, allow that to happen, which it's up to them, the, NA, the CFL, the Canadian Football League, even though they have no formal drug testing policy, they say Toronto President Keith Pelley says the team would conduct its own tests if the Dolphins allow Williams to play for the Argos. It's something we've talked about internally. Certainly would have, be an area that we would at least discuss, Pelley said during conference call. He expected to hear soon, maybe by the end of the week, whether permission will be granted. He said the Dolphins are debating whether they would benefit if Williams kept playing while he sits out the 2006 NFL season or whether the risk of injury is too high or if Ricky is too high. Pelley said Williams and Steinberg thoroughly understand and appreciate the requirement that Williams not only stay clean but also promote a drug-free lifestyle to Toronto youth. I guarantee you there's no young people in Toronto smoking that wacky weed. I guarantee you that. More like middle-aged people and homeless. The team has made conscious efforts in recent years to highlight its players as community role models. It is absolutely cri- crucial absolutely. that before we proceed with Ricky Williams, he's prepared to be absolutely clean and, more importantly, educate the youth of Toronto to say no to drugs, Pelly said. If he's not prepared to do that, we wouldn't sign him even if he was prepared to play for free. How do you like that? Like Joel Feinberg, we wouldn't, we wouldn't let him in the building even if he was prepared to pay $1,000 of daddy's money to get in. You know what I'm saying? What do you say? How do you like that, Joel? What an egotistical ass. What was I saying just the other day about people with big, fat egos, man? Makes me sick. Makes me nauseous. We should have put that on the poll, too. People with big egos the other day. Wouldn't you think? All right. We should have. Rude. It's obnoxious. People get... They swoon just at the uh, behavior. Well, you know, um, like this, this... I don't know what his name was. It's probably just as well. But at W.S. News in the old days, Barbara Studley was latched onto by these uh, political uh, wheeler dealers. At least they thought they were. And this one guy who was driving this old beat-up Pontiac, him and his wife, uh, oh, uh, and they were supposedly uh, Ted, uh, Ted Kennedy Democrats. But they were going to prop her up to run as Republican. They were going to get her elected to Congress, and they had her uh, sucking up to the Jews. You know, oh, I love the Jewish people. I love my love. I love Israel. I love them. It was so obvious and blatant. And so one day these people came to the station, and this guy's giving me a song to dance before my show in the hallway. But, well, uh, you know, I'm inheriting 3.2 million, and once I get my 3.2, I'm going to, uh, you know, yeah, go out and buy a new car would be a good idea, schmuck. And he also inherited some, what, what do they call those, like a cabana at the, not the Fountain Blue, but the Eden Rock? What do they the call it? You know, those uh, things, whatever those things are. I don't know what those things are. 
Where they sit out on the beach, you know, and the tall boys oh, come yeah. in. Oh, yeah, a tiki hut, a cabana? Yeah, a t- he inherited a tiki hut with his, uh, well, when I get my 3.2. <laughs> and there, there was a pompous ass who had nothing based on nothing, you know, just a schlepper. Just based on a bunch of lies, just a name dropper, and there's nothing worse than a freaking name dropper. <laughs> Tell you that right now. That's the lowest form. That was funny. Eleven thirteen at five sixty WQM. If you're a cigar smoker, you like to kick back with a good premium brand, light up a big fat one. Then Bahia Cigars by Tony Brahani is for you. These hard to find cigars are made with the first grade tobacco processed and aged up to ten years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small batch hard to find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 by Smoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also be sure to try their new uh, hot Bahia Deseo, the hottest-released cigar in the last 10 months. The Deseo gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. It's a big, powerful baby, a big, fat cigar with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. For a software tobacconist nearby you, just log on to BahiaCigars.com on the Wicked Web or call this number toll-free, and they'll tell you where to go, believe me. 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, God. This is 560-QAM. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Who sounds like a moron? It's time. Every time he sees It's the way God wants it to be. Wants to take a city and cover it in sweet. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can? Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. And I don't care what people are saying. Sounds like Jesse Jackson. We as black people. His comments are bizarre. Surely God is mad. There's the locals to a Willy Wonka farm. Chocolate. Reagan can. Yes, Reagan can. Reagan can, cause he wants to make the new Orleans taste good. It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate, a chocolate New Orleans. He never takes the blame for anything he says. Chocolate at the end of the day. Put that chocolate in some coffee and you'll pop one for this. Renegan can. Renegan can. You know I can. Ray Megan can because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. You can't have New Orleans no other way. It wouldn't be New Orleans. Excuse me, but I do believe that sucks ass. It's 1119 at 560 WQAM. Happy Wednesday, May the 10th. Il Dieci de Mayo. And MSNBC's David Schuster says, I'm convinced that Carl Rove will, in fact, be indicted. All right. Can I give you like a little twinge in your kneecap? Oh. First of all, you don't put somebody in front of a grand jury at the end of an investigation or for the fifth time unless you feel that's your only chance of avoiding indictment. So, in other words, the burden starts with Carl Rove to stop the charges. Secondly, it's now been 13 days since Rove testified. After testifying for three and a half hours, prosecutors refused to give him any indication that he was clear. And then the third issue is Carl Rove was identified as official A. We've looked through the records of Patrick Fitzgerald, and in every single investigation, whenever Fitzgerald's identified somebody as official A, that person eventually gets indicted themselves, A. How do you like that? Carl Rove may be indebted this week. Let's hear it. All right. And then we can go on with that impeachment thing, okay? Oh, we'll get to that. 
WQAM, hello. Now, that there was the best one we've had today, although I think the first guy was like, he was rational. Remember the very first one? Mm-hmm. I remember what he was talking about because it was so, you know, it was blisteringly important, but he was rational. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I want to comment about Hartford and the uh, hockey plans they have there. Yeah. I lived there. I grew up there in the 70s. It was great. We had Gordie Howe and all that stuff. But I'm yeah, and Harry, Harry Neal was the coach. Yeah, man, that was the one and only heyday that town ever had. It Dave Keon. Davey Keon. That's it, man. You know what their uh, motto is in Hartford? Yeah. It could be worse. <laughs> it is the, it is the word, Newark is a much better yeah. uh, town than Hartford. Newark's more appetizing than Hartford. I've, I've been there. It's a toilet, yeah. Yeah, they did a study, and they think they could bring in at tops 10,000 people to a hockey game, so it's not going to happen. That's if they shipped in half of them from New York. Yeah, exactly. That's the rosy prediction. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Pally. See ya. See, that's more of the insanity of this professional sport. Oh, let's go back uh, to Atlanta again. You know, the Flames failed there, and they moved to Calgary. But let's, let's get the trashers in there, you know. Let's move to Florida, where nobody would know a hockey puck from a stale bagel. Just uh, ridiculous. But that's okay. What, what do we care, right? We worry too much about things that are not going to change our lives, right? Right. Who gives a flying crap? About what? About that, whatever that was. This guy's right. Hartford blows. How much do you think Osama bin Laden would pay to know exactly when and where the president was traveling and who was with him? Turns out he wouldn't have had to pay a dime. All he had to do was go through the trash early yesterday morning. It appears to be a White House staff schedule for the president's trip to Florida Tuesday, and a sanitation worker was alarmed to find in the trash long hours, uh, long hours before Mr. Bush left for the trip. It's the kind of thing you'd expect would be shredded or burned, not thrown in the garbage. Randy Hopkins couldn't believe what he was seeing. There on the floor next to a big trash truck was a thick sheaf of papers with nearly every detail of the president's voyage. I saw locations and names and places where the president was going to be. Knew it shouldn't have been in a trash hole like this, he said. Hopkins works in sanitation. He's an ex-con. He's worried about fallout from, uh, I can't read this, from something. Oh, I see. So he doesn't want to say exactly where he's employed. But he also uh, thought it was a civic duty to report what he'd found. Well, the right hand, I'm having problems with this right-hand margin. Some of these things get yeah. chopped off. And you, you're not helping me. I'm sorry. He said it wasn't in a, shouldn't be in a trash hole? Right. A tra- trash hole is what he said. Oh. Something like that. What's wrong with trash hole? None. 839 on the poll. Let's take a look at what we got on there. I'm kind of uh, amused by this. The main reason you listen to the Neil Rogers show is, oh, I got, I got another good one on there. I have no life. Isn't okay. that a good one? That's a great one. Because that's most of the callers. So let's get that on there right away. Pronto. Subito. To hear Neil rant and rave, 425, 50.6%. For a few laughs, 133. Yeah, a little chuckle makes my knees buckle. 133 for a little yuck. To hear the bed. That's what they say when they turn on uh, Sid Rosenberg. Yuck. To hear the uh, bedtime story is 93. Uh-oh, part of I-95 is to stay closed around New Smyrna Beach. Uh-oh, and it's showing the forest fires and uh, Smokey the Bear is there and Woodsy the Owl. That's a shame. And Ewell Gibbons is there chewing on some palm trees. To hear the bedtime stories, 93. To hear Neil rip the callers, 61. For the comedy bits, 58. To hear the callers, 40. Only 4.7%. And I hate this poll, only 29. They like this poll, 839. They actually like it. They finally found something they can sink their teeth into. They like it. They loves it. Right? I, absolutely. WQIM, hello. I'm just going to call. WQIM, hello. <laughs> hey, Neil. How you doing today? Okay. Hey, I want to ask you, in uh, in Canada, in the the casinos there, the slot machines, yeah. do they dis- do they dispense coins when you win? Uh, and I'm not talking like a jackpot, you know, like 100 bucks, 50 bucks. 
Yes, the, the, the ones at Woodbine. The ones at the uh, the ones in Niagara, they switched a long time ago over to the uh, paper tickets like in uh, Vegas. And, exactly. And, yeah. and, and Woodbine is slowly, very slowly but unsurely changing over the tickets. The coins I hate like poison, man. It's the biggest hassle, and you got to wait for them to fill a machine, and your hands get black, and you have to keep running to the tea room to wash your hands. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, Vegas did the same thing. All paper tickets coming That's out. That's the, the way machine. to go, baby. Paper tickets. And not only that, but you can cash the ticket out at any given moment and then go to another machine real quick. As opposed with the coins, you're trying to cash out 150 coins and it pukes out about 20 and then all of a sudden it runs out of coins and you got to sit and wait for a half hour for the attendant to finally show up and they have that pissed off look because they're tired because they're not going to get tipped because there's no jackpot. It's, it's, it's not yep. good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what, what do you think it's going to take to really get these American people really whipped up and, you know, really care about this country and how, how they're getting ripped off and, uh, you know, the disarray that, that we're in? And how, I, you know, I think if they took American Idol off, I think, and then what's that other stupid show about uh, deal or no deal? If they take those off the air, that'll piss them off enough to get them whipped up. Maybe, maybe. Maybe is the word. Okay, good luck to you, Pally. I'll see you with a good machine. Okay, see ya. Yeah, I don't like the coins, man. It's a hassle. And then you hit 400, and they start puking up. Bop, 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 bop. Oh, I can't deal with that. You know, I mean, I'll take the 400 gladly, but it's annoying, right? Yes. Yeah, just, just give me. The, in fact, uh, the ones with the machine, with the uh, tickets, I had a thousand the other day, and uh, the ticket comes out very nice and clean. Here's the, you don't have to wait for the attendant unless it's 1500 or more. You don't have to wait to get paid. Isn't that nice? Very nice. Here comes a nice uh, computer uh, computerized ticket. Here's a thousand bucks. Got to be careful where you put them, though. You put them in your shirt pocket, and some schmuck comes along and grabs them out of your pocket. You got to watch yourself. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'd, I'd be sitting on them. I'd hide those tickets in a real safe place. Wreck them. 26 past 11 at 560 WQM. In fact, you guys ought to tell us about Josh's big birthday bash at the melting pot last night. It was a bash, man. They had balloons. Yeah. The, uh, the waitress sang him a happy birthday song, all, um, like, stylized. And now, were you embarrassed by this? Um, I was shocked. I wouldn't say I was embarrassed because it was actually really good. Yeah. It was a very. It was like a happy birthday, Mr. President kind of thing. Really? Right. Yeah. I was shocked. She was like Marilyn Monroe. That's right. She was. Yeah. Little booby action there. I didn't get any of that. But let's give you a little Maybe squeeze. Next time. No. It was, Did it was you good. get to dip it and dunk it? That's time. Oh. So I definitely dipped it and dunked it. I had a bunch of them. Well, that's the deal yeah, at the melting pot. Dip it and dunk it to your heart's delight, boy. It is great. This is something so different and so delicious. I'm almost I'm I'm almost on the edge of thinking of coming back down just to, to go there a few times. But then again, my blood sugar would go soaring and my weight would go back up. You see, it's that's another it. good reason for me not to be there. Is there's too many damn good joints and like this, and I'd weigh about 400 pounds and I'd be in a box. But I have a smile on my face. Four-course dining experience is what it's at with the Melting Pots. Start your dinner with the Melting Pots renowned cheese fondue served with three different breads, Granny Smith apples, and crisp veggies. Next to your choice of salads, all of the Melting Pots homemade dressings. Entrees include lobster, filet mignon, shrimp, Cajun seasoned chicken, pork, portobello shrooms, duck, and lots more cooked in oil or broth. You'll be sitting there dipping and dunking in those fabulous melting pot dipping sauces. And for dessert, this is an experience that makes sex pale into insignificance. The chocolate fondue is to die for. Dip your fresh strawberries, bananas, pineapple. Now, let me ask you, did they have the uh, dark and the white chocolate, or just have the dark? Well, it's whatever you order. So uh, we, we had s'mores and... Uh, cookies and, and cream. Oh, like yeah, the cookies and cream. Mm. So you choose whatever. Dip it right in there in that chocolate, man. All your fruits and your cheesecake and your brownies topped off with tasty marshmallows rolled in crushed Oreos and graham crackers. It's a, an experience that will just set you free. And don't forget, all South Florida Melting Pot restaurants will open Sunday Mother's Day at 1. 
Reservations are filling up fast, so make yours today. Don't let mom be disappointed. Don't just take her to some pedestrian place for a really special treat. Take mom to the melting pot nearby you for Mother's Day. The melting pot in Fort Lauderdale, where these guys had a feast last night. They're also in Coral Springs, Boca, North Miami Beach, Cooper City, and Kendall, too. This is Neil Rogers. Head for the pot. This is 560 QAM. Pop kills. Judy Garland, Lenny Bruce, Elvis Presley. They all died while sitting on the toilet. Remember, pot kills. Stay off the pot. A reminder from the Home Safety Council. Ricky Williams said goodbye to football. Oh, Ricky, how can you do this? I want to stroke your legs. And sniff your crack with my greasy nose. Crack them. You'd rather smoke a spliff. Now I'm pulling up my life for the season. You dashed my hopes of manly bliss. Tears well up in my eyes for no apparent reason. And I bust another dish. There's no AC in my trailer, and then I find you're no longer here. You validate my life as a failure, and broke the hearts of all the sports queers. I don't want to think about another job. It's your toes I want in my mouth On behalf of undersides Back to life, sport home radio <laughs> Don't leave us like this Now only shacks comes we can hear
Let's impeach the president from his new Living with War album that uh, yesterday was released, and I went out and got it yesterday on the very first day that it was in the stores. Aren't you proud of me? Spend my own hard-earned cash. Course, I'll, win, I'll win that back in the first five minutes on a good machine, though. Fourteen ninety-nine plus uh, GST and PST and T TCB. I think everybody ought to go out and buy it. Just uh, and of course, good old Neil Young, a Canadian boy, huh? Mm -hmm. As they keep reminding us. Right. Who the hell is he to be talking right? Who is John Cretchen to be saying uh, Bush was a moron? I guess just an honest frog is, you know, one thing to be a regular, ordinary, annoying frog. It's another thing to be an honest frog who talks out of one side of his mouth. Hey, if you love voting, just about everybody in South Florida is in the same boat. But if you ever thought about buying a boat, well, don't make that mistake because, boy, the headaches never stop. Do the smart thing instead. Call Club Nautico at 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now and enjoy all the uh, benefits and uh, fun of having a uh, boat whenever you want one. Why pay the expenses of boat ownership when you can rent one totally hassle-free? So the smart thing to do is join the club at Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed just how easy they make it for you. No docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, or, God forbid, that, of course, being no hurricane preparation either. Because when you have a boat from Club Nautico, it is totally stress-free and affordable, too. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready because Club Nautico does all that for you. No cleaning up either. At Club Nautico, just go over there, hop on your boat when you're ready, and go. When you're done, pull them to the dock, get off, and run away like a banshee. It's that simple. Club Nautico, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT from Unlimited Boating to pay as you go. Small boats all the way up to yacht charters, whatever you'll be needing. 
These are the people who take care of it for you. Club Nautico. Call toll-free 1-800-BOAT-RENT. Let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit what you need and your budget, too. Get on the water today the smart way with Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Bush hates gays. Bush hates gays. See how he'll pass a gay amendment ban. While off to San Francisco, they go to become a married home. Always disgusted unless you're a hetero, because Bush hates gays. Oh! Rosie O'Donnell, new host on The View. Will they hire Osama Bin Laden too? Rosie O'Donnell, new host on The View. Tougher to swallow than alligator stew. She's replacing Meredith Vieira. Will she throw a cooch ball at Sir Jones? Watching those who might just be as painful. Tom Cruise on so cozy, now she has a cot for him to jump on to. Got a belly bigger than a boxcar, accidentally mighty Joy Behar. You fairy. Poor little Elizabeth has so back, now works with Shrek. Happy to be back to her roots, digging out her Kmart pantsuits. Rosie O'Donnell is gonna screw the view. Absolutely. Rosie O'Donnell is gonna screw the view. 892 votes on the poll, man. We got that 900 lick before the end of the hour, and then 1,000 before you can say we got Geldia 2. We got Geldia 2. <laughs> Here's some more bad news from Iraq. Why don't you ever read any of the good news from Iraq? Isn't any. Iraqi President Jalal Talabani said at least 1,091 people have been killed last month in sectarian violence in Baghdad alone. That's just in April. As a much-anticipated parliamentary session produced little result. Urging quick efforts to quell the raging Sunni-Shiite communal bloodshed, Talabani said we received a report from the morgue about the deaths in Baghdad that 1,091 people were killed between April 1 and April 30th. We're shocked and angry at the daily reports of unidentified bodies being discovered and of people killed on the basis of their identity. Taliban was quoted as saying in a statement issued by his orifice. And it goes on about so many killed over here and so many there. But who's counting, you know? Who's counting when you're having a great old time? Because freedom's on a march and it's uh, hard work, you know, all this other crap. This is a man who ought to be in federal prison right now, your leader. You're the butcher of Washington, along with his uh, veep. Started way back with those secret energy meetings when Kenny Boylet was in there, along with all these other grave robbers. You don't think that these uh, spikes in the price of gasoline and Vaseline have anything to do with that, do you? Oh, no. No, couldn't be. Couldn't possibly be. Here's a great story that you're going to like a lot. Georgia student suspended for a threatening song. A high school, this is Suwanee, Georgia. Suwanee, how I love you. Oh, let's play some Al Jolson records. What do you say to hell with that Neil Young? Tell us he know. I don't think I got any Al Jolson. You sure as hell don't. I bet you Chicken Neck has, though. We got that Ricky Showers. That was from April Showers by Al Jolson. Swanee. Oh, come on. Sorry. 
So you never had the joy of having 78 RPM records in your life, either one of you? I have. You have? I have. Wow. They were old and uh, it's like, what the hell do you do with the, old the stereo would uh, go into the coasters? Those. Yeah. But those it's... were fun. And then the needles were as thick as a pencil. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about the head of a pencil. I'm talking about the whole pencil itself. <laughs> That's how thick those needles were. After satisfying myself that there was nothing good on them, I went out and threw them at my friends. Yeah. They flung real good. Oh, they did. They're like Frisbees. With the sharp edge. Were yeah. They cracked. All you got to do is like look at those oh, brass yeah. and they would crack. They did. They blew up good. It's kind of like Oprah. They had like a crack problem. A high school student was suspended for five days after singing a spoof of On Top of Old Smokey. That includes, lyrics of, that includes lyrics about shooting a teacher. Beth yeah. Ann Cox, 16, a junior at Peachtree Ridge High School, said she had been humming the song during German class, but denied singing loudly or directing lyrics at her teacher, Phil Carroll. Mm-hmm. Shoot his ass. Like that. I'd had a song stuck in my head all day, like the tune of it, she said. This kid in front of me asked me about the song, so I told him the words. I didn't say them loudly. The song includes the lyrics, On top of old Smokey, all covered with blood, I shot my poor teacher with a forty-four slug. All right. I like that. That's, that's, uh, we I all like sang that. that in grade school. Yeah. Loud and proud. Right. What's wrong with that? Put a cap in his head, and it turned out he was dead and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Administrators pulled Cox out of class later Friday. That's why she had threatened her teacher. She was suspended Monday. Cox has had differences with the teacher in the past, said her mother, Suzanne Cox. We feel that Dr. Carroll is some kind of vendetta for our daughter. And he used this to take a stand against her, Suzanne be saying. Sloan Roach, spokesman for the school district about 30 miles. About 30, man. Northeast of Atlanta said the suspension was appropriate disciplinary action for disrupting class. On top of old Smokey, all covered with blood, I shot my poor teacher with a 44th lug. That's bad. That is really bad. 567, we're not going to take any of this hour, but I'll give you the numbers out. 567, although you never know, we might surprise you. And pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Every now and then, might like, WQAM, hello. Would you like to talk? Real quick like that, and it's always the same, see? Real quick. Punch it up real quick and yeah. punch it out real quick. It's always the same. WQAM, hello. QAM. You'd be going in Canada. All right. Oh, let's it's not Thursday. It must be. Woo! in Canada today. Tomorrow he gets his uh, treatments. He's going in for the uh, shock treatment tomorrow. Get a good buzz. Let's see what we got on the fax machine. It says, Dear God. I've been listening for approximately 17 years. Please tell me what frog stands for. FR is the first two letters in frog, and FR is the first two letters in French. French Canadians, also known as frogs. Right. It's a very dis oh, I see. It says French overweight guys. No. With Speedo and Law. Uh, that answers the question. That must have been rhetorical. With Speedos and black socks. Much love and sit always, says Johnny. Terrence Frogman Henry. There you go. It's the only thing with frog in the uh, computer. Here. Yeah. Terrence Frogman. He also did, uh, what was his other one? I ain't got a... I ain't got no home. Better Which I don't home. have in here for some reason. No, but we got the Mo one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's Mo Better. Ain't got no... Oh, what the hell is that called? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Chicken X going to have to tell you. To the tune of Ain't Got No Home. Wait 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, I love that one. And haven't played it in a long time either. Come on, Chicken Neck. We, uh, America needs to know right now. That's Frog, baby. French Canadians. Disgusting and this big puppet hanging out. And believe me, if you think they're disgusting there, go to Montreal sometime, eh? I don't understand why. I, I guess because I got lucky and I went some money the first time I went to that big casino in Montreal. I thought, boy, this is... And the restaurants are really good there. Just the people are disgusting. But the food is sensational. Much better than here. Which would... And, and, you know, in the long run, that's a blessing. Who wants to live in a place where they've got so many great restaurants when you're trying to stay alive and lose the weight, right? Right. 
Did the phone ring yet? You got the chicken neck on there? Still waiting. Oh. 904 vote. The main reason you listen to the Neil Rogers Show is to hear Neil rant and rave. 49%, 443. Oh, let's get that about 50% again, huh? And I'll start ranting and raving. That's, that's what you're craving. You know what the raven said? Nevermore. For a few laughs, 158. To hear the uh, bedtime stories, 101. You put those three together and you got most of the audience. To hear Neil rip the callers, 65. I don't know what they're talking about because there's no callers to rip anymore. It's just the same eight bozos, which we've already heard from like at least three or four of them already today. It's not even noon yet. For the comedy bit, 62. To hear the callers, only 42. Under 5% of paltry, 4.6%. Want to hear these brilliant callers who have so much to input and output. I hate this full 28, and I have no life. I've already got. Ain't. I have no life. Four. What? Ain't never said doy. That's what it's called? Uh, that's what it's called. Well, where the hell am I going to find that? I don't know. See here. Oh. I ain't never said doy. And I'm getting very annoyed. About the saying doy. Uh, presence without him walking around picking dingleberries in front of other people. We should have put that on her the other day, picking dingleberries. Oh, he's probably the only person that does that in pubic. What's this fax just here? It says, for the poll to hear the truth. Okay, there you go. To hear the truth, because the truth shall set you free. Boy, talk about a uh, suck-up. Okay, thank you so much. You're going to put that on there to hear the truth. We're putting it on there. Because he tells it like it is, baby, whatever, whatever it is. Like Clinton would say, whatever it is. It was, she was, that is, a stain. 11.56 at 5.60. Now, I mean, stop and think about it, okay? Does that tell you what's wrong with America? Priorities a little bit screwed up? Here's a guy that was getting, like, serviced a little bit, who was horny because he's married to a frigid bull dyke, and you can't blame the guy, and he's under a lot of stress. And right away, the uh, Republicans, the hypocritical, uh, Bible-thumping, phony baloney Republicans who got all those skeletons in their closets, they're uh, impeaching his ass. And now we got a guy that's uh, the butcher, man, a butcher who breaks the laws whatever the hell he feels like it, does whatever he wants. He, want, he feels he's got the em he's the emperor complex. The emperor without, it's not the emperor with no clothes, it's the emperor with no brain. And this guy continues doing it with, like, impunity, man. He keeps the waltzing around, you know, in Florida the other day, peddling this phony Medicare deal. Phony is an $86 bill at Woodbine. Down here is record high. That's because things are going so well. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're outdoors a lot in South Florida, you do a lot of walking, which is good for you, but not necessarily good for your feet unless you've got good-fitting shoes. 
So the only place to take those Tootsies is Brandy Shoes and Pompano Beach because at Brandy's, they got the unbeatable combination I've been telling you about for years. Man, they got all the top brands, they got unbeatable prices, and they got sales holes to give you personal service and take good care of your feet even if they smell really, really bad. All the major brands are waiting for you at Brandy's like Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, Rockport, Hush Puppies, New Balance, lots of other name brands in all sizes for men and women. They even carry wide widths and hard-to-find sizes that you won't find in your pedestrian horsecraft store. Brandy Shoes is the largest independent shoe retailer in all of South Florida. When you see the selection and value you get, you'll understand why I've been telling you about them for years. Go see our good friend Arnie at Brandy, so make sure you get the right-fitting shoes for your feet. The right-fitting shoes. See, I said it right that time. I didn't even say whatever it was. And don't forget, you know they're going to have what you're looking for because the only thing they do at Brandy's is shoes, so you never have to worry about size, selection, service, and certainly not price because when it comes to price, Brandy's always is unbeatable. You'll find Brandy's at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach between Atlantic and Copens on the east side. You can't miss it. Brandy's open every single day. They're open Monday through Saturday till 9, every Sunday till 5 for your convenience. And now this week is a stupendous time to buy floor shimes at Brandy's. Take 10 to 30 bucks off selected men's styles. So be sure to get your fat ass into the store and do your shoe shopping this week or do it right online from the comfort of your uh, computer. Brandy'sShoes.com This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. I am Frau Ileana Ross Leitman, and I like scrubbing my smelly gorilla ass with soap made from jewels and listening to the near Roche Amunista Hour. Brittany, for that, uh, at least allegedly by that grotesque, slimy thing she's married to. Oh, brother. 1202 at 560 WQM. We got Geldy come up at 2, featuring Eric Reed, the voice of the Heat, at uh, 330, talking about Shaq and the Heat and stuff stuff like that. Basketball. Yes. And then the Mad Dog at the uh, Basketball Arena, the Mickey Arena, for the Heat Nets game number 2 from 4 to 630. Give you a big preview with yeah. and the Icy Sleeve. And then Marlon's on deck. Any interest in that crap? No. Marlon's in the uh, Braves. Marlon on deck at 7.30, and then Marlon's in the Braves at 7.05. Norma Kent threatens he's, uh, she's not going anymore. And then Eddie Kent for the baseball game. When you put a team that is totally non-competitive out there, like Norma pointed out, why should anybody? I mean, if they gave you 10 bucks, you probably wouldn't want to go see it. Right. That's a shot if he's not going anymore. Yeah, because he's a real jock sniffer, man. He's a Mr. Baseball. You know, that's, he lives and dies for the smell of the uh, jock straps and the gloves. You know, the, the smell of baseball. Speaking of that, Molly, I got Molly Ivins and I got Maureen Dowd. Which one do you want first? I'm doing Molly Ivins first. All right. I'm actually going to read these. Oh, but no. Like the tape down. Oh, God, no. Oh, there's Jim Clancy. Really wants to. Yeah, uh-huh. I really want to. Molly Ivins writes the best little whorehouse in Washington. 
Of course, I'm above sex, drugs, and rock and roll, so a serious, so serious a servant of the public interest am I, I can fogey with the best. On my better days, I make David Broder look like page six in the post. I don't care what anyone smoked 20 years ago. I approve of those who boogie till they puke, and I don't care who anyone in politics is screwing in private, as long as they're not screwing the public. On the other hand, if you expect me to pass up a scandal involving poker, hookers, and Watergate building with crooked defense contractors, and the number three guy at the CIO named Dusty Fago. Dusty Fago, be still my heart. You expect too much. Any journalist who claims Hookergate is not a legitimate scandal is dead, has been for some time, and needs to be unplugged. In addition to sex, drugs, and rock and roll, Hookergate is rife with public interest questions, misfeasance, malfeasance, and nonfeasance, and many splendid moral points for the children. Recommended for Sunday school use, grades 7 and above. But for starters, let's consider the unenviable record of Porter Misha Goss at the CIA. From the beginning of his tenure, Goss has been criticized for po politicizing the agency. He brought a bunch of political hacks with him for staff, one of whom turns out to be the poker player called Nine Fingers. And in the end, he was probably fired for not having politicized the agency enough. What's the point of politicizing an intelligence agency? So the CIA officials would get a report from some agent in Iraq saying, looks bad? The first thing they'd ask was, is this agent a Republican or a Democrat? Maybe there really are conservatives who believe everything in Iraq is hunky-dory, and there's a giant media conspiracy to hide the joyous tidings. But as you may recall, the ever-nimble the ever minds of Donnie Rumsfeld's shop have already tried paying public relations people to invent good news about Iraq, and then planted it in newspapers there, and it didn't work. In fact, it was so stupid, it was humiliating. Luckily, the Pentagon was once again able to investigate itself and determine it had done nothing illegal. So now they're turning the CIA over to a general who not only ran the warrantless wiretap program, but still can't figure out that it's unconstitutional. Why do I get the feeling this is W. and Carl again flipping the finger at some grown-up they don't like? General Michael Hayden had mixed reviews as director of the National Security Agency. He's evidently not a good manager, which makes him a perfect bushy. But he is straightforward enough to have admitted that some warrantless spying has been done for political reasons. None of the usual Washington insiders seems to have a beat on this. Hayden would theoretically report to John Negroponte, Bush's supposed intelligence czar. Negroponte is widely considered worthless. His major achievement so far seems to be organizational charts and buying furniture. You know me, you know conspiracy theories here, but the Bush administration, which doesn't seem to be able to run much, set out to retool the CIA after 9-11 in the Iraq War. Problem is, everything that worked at the CIA, that it warned about 9-11 and said the Iraq War was a bad idea, was on the hit list. The Bushies wanted to eliminate the people who were right and promote those who were wrong. This is no way to show up by an intelligence agency, not to mention the White House spit fit over Joe Wilson's wife. A spit fit. Next, we need to contemplate sincere, old-fashioned, non-ideological greed, theft, and bribery. In the beginning, there was only Duke Cunningham, the high-living, fun-loving, super-patriot congressman from San Diego. His yacht was called the Dukester. That's Duke-ster. The Dukester. And he had nice taste in 19th-century French commodes. While we're all happy to see our elected representatives enjoying themselves in Washington, that's real people's money. Actually, the yacht and commode were paid for by defense contractor Brent Wilkes. Keep an eye on that player. It was people's money that paid for the defense contracts. Wilkes allegedly bribed public officials into landing for his clients. The former inspector general of the Department of Homeland Security, Clark Kent Irvin, that would be the DHS equivalent of a police department's internal affairs chief, tried to blow the whistle on shady contracts at DHS and instead was thrown overboard himself. Folks, we'll never get government straightened out again if we don't keep the IG strong and independent. If the Bush administration continues to fall apart at this clip, I think we'll be grateful for incompetence as an excuse. That's what Molly, that's Molly's take. You got it? I got it. What the hell is this? Oh, this Johnny. Well, what is this Johnny? Spelled J-O-N-N-Y. Uh, chronic. Yeah, the frog definition is inter interesting, though. Oh, I see. Frog. French. Now, what, what is this from? Oh, from the racial slur database. The French are said to laugh like frogs. When they laugh, their Adam's apples bulge out of their necks like frogs, and perhaps the uh, French delicacy of frog's legs. 
Another possible der derivation is the fleur-de-lis displayed on the French's uh, king's banner in the Middle Ages, which uh, to the English enemy looked like a squatting frog. That's the UK origin. The fleur-de-lis, which is still, of course, on the French Canadian flag. Oh, yes, they do have their own flag. You do understand. They also oh, yeah. sing the national anthem, Parlez-vous Francais, mostly in French, a little English thrown in. Well, what are they going to start oh, singing okay. it in Spanish? I beg your pardon? What are they going to start singing it in Spanish? When they move to Miami. We're going to ship all the illegal aliens up there. When they move to Dania Beach. 937 votes on the poll. I bet you Josh is impressed. Even the day after his birthday, they're coming through for you. I'll be damned. You probably will. Thought. After you're playing all that uh, monkey business with the waitress last night at the melting pot. That's what I heard. That's the rumor. 6,079 to Marlin Game Boy. That, that's pathetic. And, of course, the Heat are playing tonight, right? Yes. Yes, they are. So you can only imagine how many people are going to be at the uh, Marlin Game. About 30, man. Wow. Oh, my God. I can't, can you even begin to imagine that? It's going to be rough. It is going to be. A, this is a tough one. So all you real Dynamo Marlin fans, both of you, get out there and uh, we love the Marlins. They're really good. Come on. Pretend you care. Maureen Dowd writes, Father and Son Reunion. Boy, she is so good. She's very weak on TV. I don't know why, but she just she does. I don't know. You ever seen her on one of the? Well, you don't watch those shows anyway. Right, I don't. She's not good on TV. But I've boy, she's picture. a huh? I've seen her picture. Well, I don't mean she don't look good. Well, she doesn't really look all that good. But who cares about that? You know, she's brilliant. She's mm -hmm. great. If, if she looked good, she probably wouldn't know crap. You know, I mean, you can't. God spreads it around. That's what I always said. Damn God! <laughs> That's why most great singers are ugly. You know, we talked about right. that the other day. And most good-looking, like Britney, she couldn't sing her way out of a paper sack. See? See the way it works? Anyway, uh, Maureen writes, and it doesn't cost you anything, by the way. One Bush did it by staying out of Baghdad, raising taxes, and driving down the deficit. The other Bush did it by going into Baghdad, cutting taxes, and driving up the deficit. But perhaps inevitably, the father and son ended up in an Oedipal tango at the same spot, 31%. After trying not to emulate his father's presidency in any way, W emulated in the worst possible way. He came out of a conflict with Saddam as a towering figure with soaring approval ratings, and ended up as a shrunken figure with scalding approval ratings. Scalding. In the latest New York Times-CBS News poll, W's stunning implosion landed him in a tie with his dad's low point in July 92, four months before the public traded in Poppy for Bill Clinton. As Adam Nagorny and Megan Thee noted in their Times article today, that's the lowest approval rating for any president in the last half century other than Richard Nixon and Jimmy Carter. Even Hillary Clinton's got a more favorable rating than W, 34%. The president can draw some solace. John Kerry's got 26 and Al Gore's at 28%. And Dick Cheney's in the bunker at 20, 20%. But in the new poll, even many of the party faithful are glum. Only 45% of evangelical Christians, 69% of Republicans, and 51% of conservatives like the way W is taking care of business. A whopping 70% deem the country pretty seriously on the wrong track. And two-thirds consider the nation in worse shape now than when W took over. On the issues that earned Karl Rove's nickname, Boy Genius, Values National Security, the shift was notable. Fifty percent of respondents said Democrats came closer to sharing their moral values compared with 37 percent who said Republicans did. And the GOP retains a tenuous advantage on being seen as stronger on terrorism. The numbers for those who think we did the right thing by invading Iraq are steadily dropping, and the numbers are rising for those who believe we should have stayed out. Many Americans have simply lost faith in the administration's ingenuity. Only a quarter of those polled have much confidence in W's ability to handle a crisis. A mere 9% are sure he can successfully end the war in Iraq. And a paltry 4% think the administration has a clear plan to keep gas prices down. But can triumphalist Nancy Pelosi lift their spirits? Boy, is she an idiot. The Bush presidency has devolved into an assertion of empty will. The White House blew off warnings from Republicans in Congress about appointing General Michael Hayden as CIA chief. You know you're in trouble when conservatives threat that the military is getting too much power. 
If W. really cared about getting good intelligence for his war on terror, he never would have appointed Porter Mishagas in the first place. That wasted more than 18 months that could have been used fixing the dysfunctional agency and drove out some really good officials. Mr. Goss, the Cheney toady, was appointed because W. and Vice wanted him to do a hostile takeover at Langley to clear out suspected leakers, especially terror contributors, malcontents, critics of the war, anyone else who wasn't with the program. Before the Iraq invasion, it was about fixing the intelligence around the policy. Now it's about appointing yes-men and enforcing loyalty. The Bush warriors didn't want good intelligence in the first place because it would have told them they were wrong about Saddam's ties to al-Qaeda and WMD. Now they're still more concerned with turf battles than with truth-tellers and finding someone, anyone, who can tell us where Osama is. Osama who? Even Denny Hastert, the Republican speaker, scoffed at the Hayden move as a negropati power grab. The general is a Cheney pal who stood up for the White House's right to be unconstitutional, going along with the heinous warrantless snooping. That makes him one of the team ready for a promotion or a medal of freedom. He'll no doubt be accom accommodating when Dark Cheney comes over to Langley to work around the analysts and oversee the evidence-building case for sending bombs rather than diplomats to Iran. Now that we're dealing with crazed Iranian president, dreaming of nukes and writing an 18-page letter that sounds like an Israel-hating Islamic version of the rapture, wouldn't it be great if our spooks could stop fighting and go spy on somebody? That's Marine Dowd's take. You go, Marine. You go, gal. Think she's going? No. They're probably to death row if she keeps writing stuff like that with this crowd we got now. They don't tolerate such insubordination. In fact, Joyce says for insubordination you can be fired at it. She's going to put in your contract. It's I guess they didn't try to put all that crap in your contract. Oh, like just the standard crap, which has that. It does? Everyone else's, yeah, has in the no, it does not. stuff. No, it no, no, does no. not. When I say everyone else's, I'm talking about the normal people, not the big stars. Well, the normal people don't have contracts. Josh doesn't oh. have a contract. The beasts don't have a contract. Who, who, what other people? What other people can you tell me got a contract? But most of the people have contracts, like the salespeople, the staff. They all have that. The staff. Yeah, and Josh the will probably beast? have one too, soon if he doesn't already. Robert. Yeah. Robert's got a contract. I'm pretty sure. Get out of here! You're, you're right, a crazy gonna, person, man. Well, we can Robert Reaper's got a freaking contract. Most of the people that are anywhere near the air have a contract. If I told you once, I've told you nine times that uh, he, he somebody ought to put a contract out on him. I got news for you, Robert. If you saw Godfather 3, I'd be real careful next time I put those glasses on. Now, what was that Don's name that got the glasses in the neck there at the end? Uh, I don't know. Don, Don, uh, Altobello, I don't know. Was that it, Don Altobello? I'm guessing. No, that was, that was Eli Wallach was Don Altobello. But you get with it. You, you better rewatch Godfather 3, okay? No, no thank just you. Hold no, just hold your nose. No, thank you. Just hold Sophia's nose. I have to hold more than that. <laughs> hold your water. Don, uh, not Don Tomasino. That was uh, the one with the leg blown off. Not that was the Fenucci. good guy. That was the good Don. What? He, not Don Fenucci. No, Don Fenucci was in Godfather 2. That was right. the black hand who was right. uh, fiddling with the light bulb there. And then all of a sudden, but a bing! Robert De Niro just cut it loose. I like the scene in Godfather 2 when they stole the carpet, him and uh, young Luca Brazzi. That was great. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Bruno Kirby. Pulled the carpet up. 12.14 at 5.60. I got some bad Godfather music. I went out and got the hose the other day. That's bad. That's very unfortunate. Well, it's music from the Godfather, but not from the original soundtracks. By the Hollywood Studio Orchestra and Singers. So I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to watch that. I, I did, it just looks so authentic, you know? I got hosed. Now, does that make you a hoser since you're yes. a candidate? No, it makes them a hoser that sold it to me. Sometimes it's the things that you can't see that really are bad for you. In South Florida for 28 years, Dry Concepts is absolutely the best at cleaning your carpets and making them look brand new. That's why I've used them for over 21 years. Don Novello? Don Altabello? You just no. got through saying it. Novello. Novello? Uh, uh, no. No. Keep looking. Okay. When you dry clean your carpets, you can clean today, entertain tonight. Carpets stay cleaner longer with no sticky residue left behind, which makes them last longer, too, by the way. And with over 50,000 satisfied Dry Concepts customers, you can be dang sure you won't be alone. 
And don't forget, they're also experts in water damage. Keep that in mind during hurricane season. Certified technicians also get you out of the mold zone in minutes, not days. And dry concepts can get your home or business dry within 24 to 72 hours. It's guaranteed. And to top it all off, Dry Concepts is a state-of-the-art oriental rug cleaning plant, the only one in town, on-site, that's dedicated to keeping your expensive area rugs looking just like brand new, like you had brand new laid only moments ago. And, of course, they give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start doing any of their fantastic work for you. You've got to be nuts to call anybody else. Do yourself a big favor, because I know once you call them, you'll use them forever and ever. Call Dry Concepts today, toll-free at 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Or on the Wicked Web, it's dryconcepts.com. Don Costello. Neil Rogers. Joe Costello. This is 560 QAM. Yes. Uh-huh. The juice went home now for a knife and ski mask and a pair of gloves and back he went. She was tipping her friend the waiter and giving more than 15%. Well, juice couldn't take it. Started slicing and dicing, don't you know? Was at the airport before they fell. He made a touchdown in old Chicago. It checked in at the Alibi Hotel. But the LADA, well, he flagged OJ for illegal procedure <clears throat> with a knife. That's a prison yard penalty, he said with conviction. That's what you get when you hack the wife. I'm dying out of here. Out on the LA freeway, in a getaway Bronco, pressing something to his skull, wishing he was dead. But it was a cell phone, no, not a pistol. Suicide by Suma, ah, deep in his head. Well, they finally got a mock. Now it's up to the jury, but he will surely be in jail for life. And now the people, they all say, they feel bad for old Jay. They forget it ain't okay. To hack the wire, yeah. Hack the wire, baby. Hmm. How come time made OJ so black? Huh. Yeah, he was four shades lighter in Newsweek and ten shades lighter in the U.S. News and World Report. 978 votes on the poll. Are you excited about that? I got another one for the poll. Don Lucchese. That was it, Don Lucchese. That was the guy with the glasses. Don and, Lucio uh, Lucchese. Lucio. Oh, Lucio. And uh, who was it that uh, gave him the old uh, glasses in the neck? It was uh, Carlo. Like I said, Carlo. He was avenging uh, his uh, buddy there, Don That's Tomasino. Right. Isn't that who he was avenging? That is correct. And the other one, the uh, evil uh, security guard, was Fabrizio. C. Si. 979. 
Fabrizio, there's a waiter at my favorite restaurant in Rome named Fabrizio, who was a real skinny guy, and I guess I guess Grandpa died, and all of a sudden he got all depressed and whatever, and then bloomed up like a like a bullfrog, like somebody put a bicycle pump up his rectum. And then uh, now he's lost a little weight. Last time I was there in Roma, in uh, La Trattoria. Oh man, seriously, before you croak, before they stay, I'm talking to everybody, not just you guys, everybody. Before you croak, before they stick your ass in a box, you must go to Rome and really enjoy the food there, and, and you will. Well, I plan to. Take uh, Josh with you. Now with that new deal. In fact, Josh, if you're smart, you you probably would have gotten like folded in there. Maybe you know, fold in yeah. a Rome trip. Let's just uh, let's not mess yeah. around. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, not just a Rome trip, a European trip. A couple of days in Amsterdam. I hear maybe, you. Maybe two or three in Rome, a manja manja, and then back to Amsterdam for like to work it off a little bit. And you will have a Brit, and then probably want to go back to Rome because you work up a hearty appetite in Amsterdam. First of all, the food sucks, and then you'll be smoking at the uh, bad stuff, good stuff. Work up a heavy-duty appetite. It's got to be frustrating. No wonder the Dutch wind up being such a bunch of turds, you know what? They're always starving to death, and there's nothing but those uh, nasty fries around with that greasy brown sauce. I have a feeling that sauce might come out of the canals from the looks of it. Where the hell was I the other day where they have that, uh... Oh, at Taco Bell. The brown sauce? Because they also have, the, I told you, they have the KFC and the Taco Bell together, side by each, mm-hmm. in some of these joints. And it was at the KFC, and somebody was ordering fries with, I don't know, and then they had that brown. That, that's big here, too, as a matter of fact. I see fries places in the malls, and they have that brown gravy they put out. Yeah, oh, good. man. Huh? That's good. Is it? Yeah. Well, what is it? It's like brown gravy, like beef gravy, like you put on mashed potatoes. Mashed taters? But those are on fries, man. Greasy fries that are deep fried and will tear your kitchen Whatever, it's a potato. It's even big, better. gigantic tumor. Oh, potatoes are, they're the nightshades. They're deadly? Yeah. Did you ever hear that? The deadly nightshades? Yeah. Well, what is that? I, I don't these know. people are right. You know that most of the nutritionists, man, they're like uh, crazy people. I'm not saying that they're not. Uh, in fact, you, you'll never believe this. There was a very nice young lady, very friendly, maybe a little too friendly, playing next to me, and she kept showing me her engagement ring. She's getting married this fall, and blah blah blah. In fact, she hit the jackpot. She got the three diamonds, and she got sixteen hundred bucks. And then she put most of it back like an idiot. I don't know what the hell she's thinking about. I mean, if you want sixteen hundred bucks, wouldn't you take it and walk away? Oh yeah, I would. Have a Just big, walk away. Yeah, and have a big smile on your face. Not this young lady. Anyway. But now, see, I lost my train of thought. We were just talking about the brown sauce. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the hell it was. It was very Fries. important. Oh, no, no. She, no, no. I, you know, because I'm sitting there, and the the uh, servers keep coming by with the sodas, you know, the free sodas, and you give them a tip, whatever. And so I drink a gallons and gallons of that caffeinated diet soda all day. That's my big complaint, besides the fact the machines are tighter than a snare drum. But And she says to me, oh, you drink, uh, what are you drinking? I said, Diet Coke. She said, oh, with that aspartame? She said, you know, that stuff turns to wood alcohol in your body. And I thought she was going to give me a lecture on nutrition. You know, when you're, when you're in a casino, you're not interested in having somebody give you, like, a health lecture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus, God Almighty, especially some fat old slob like me. I want her to give me a, you know, what for? I'm glad she put most of the money back. How do you like that? Ordinarily, you know, if people are fairly nice, I'll root for them to win. But in her case, I'm glad she put it back. I don't want to hear about my diet soda, okay? I like my diet soda. It's, it's refreshing, and I like chewing the ice, too. That's probably why I got my... Although my neck problem's mostly gone. Aren't you pleased to hear about that? That's good. My throat problem is 100%, and my neck is like, I'd say, about, about 90. Now, I'm not sure it was that mineralized stuff, that deep ice stuff I bought. I don't know whether it's got anything to do with it. I think it's just, right, maybe I had like a pinched nerve in my neck. Or maybe, like you suggested, I'm, by plunging so much there, spending so many hours, I'm, I'm working it out, you know, mm-hmm. working out the kinks. Pull it with the other arm for a while. The lever. past the noon, I know what you're talking about, okay? I, I tried that, and it's like, like reaching across your body, and then it puts yeah, you all out wrong. of balance, man. Oh, yeah, it's not wrong. good. Reaching across. Well, it worked the machine to your left that way. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a great idea. 
That's an excellent idea. I'll pay it uh, like some of these broads that are, I'll pay right. all the machines. Oh, man, some of those people, I'd like Put to kill them. Put your stool in the I'd middle. I'd like to kill them. Put my stool right there in the middle and watch them all run like hell. Watch them scatter. <laughs> Whose stool is that? Oh, that's my stool. Oh, jeez. Wow. I think that girl had a point. Hey, if you love boating, you can go out and buy a boat and spend a fortune in that, and that's only the beginning of your headaches. If you want to enjoy the water, do it the smart way. Call Club Nautical at 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now and get rid of all the grief that goes along with owning a boat. Why do you pay all the expenses of boat ownership when you can rent one totally hassle-free at a price that's really affordable, too? Do the smart thing. Get yourself out on the water by joining the club, Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be surprised just how easy it is for you. There are no docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, or no hurricane preparation. And keep in mind, hurricane season's almost here. What is it, like May 15th, like in November something, right? It's just about here. Right. And with the boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and truly affordable, too. Just one easy call gets you started. 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready because Club Nautico does it for you. No cleaning up either when you're done because they do the same. At Club Nautico, just hop on your boat, go and have a spectacular time. When you're done, pull into the dock, get off, and leave all the mess to them. It's that easy. Club Nautico, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT from Unlimited Boating to pay as you go. Small boats to yacht charters, all of these things and everything in between. It's Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget today. Get on the water today by making that one call to Club Nautico. Tell them that old Neil told you to call the ancient mariner, told you to call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Pridians, dumb as dirt. Absolutely. Job has got one, like seven million made a border run. I hear them protest for the rights of an alien. They say this law is so cruel. Our illegals are Spanish-speaking foreign people. They got no reason for living. They even go to my school. And then they say, these laws ain't good enough. They just sit on a corner till you pick them up. It would change your life if they didn't pick your food. Cause we're all so screwed. Just politicians who are playing the fool We're filled with all this emotion that we can't get through They take the kind of jobs that we do not want to do Give them green cards, make it legal, or else shut up about it 1233, we got 991 votes By the time I click that baby again, we're going to be over 1,000 already We got a long way to go We got all the way till Geldy time no! Got some good news Good news for Bill Nelson and for people who... Um, Hate what's going on in America today like poison. Good news. Okay. Rejecting appeals from Governor Fat-Ass Jeb Bush and other top Republicans, House Speaker Alan Bentz, who evidently has a little sense, said today he will not challenge U.S. Representative Catherine Harris for the party's nomination for U.S. Senate. <laughs> she got about as much chance of getting elected as um, the janitor, Rick the janitor. He's not a bad guy, but who knows from him? His speciality is, like most politicians, garbage. Benz of Panama City just completed his second and final term as Speaker of the State House and has been wooed by several top party members <coughs> to get the GOP primary against Harris, who is viewed by Bush and others as having little chance against Democratic incumbent Bill Nelson. 
I've been in, extremely honored and humbled by the strong support and encouragement I've received from my family, my friends, and from people across Florida who I admire greatly, Ben said in a statement released by his legislative orifice today. However, I've decided not to run for the U.S. Senate. He said he was confident that he could beat Harris and Nelson. Ultimately, his decision came down to the fundamental question of whether he was willing to spend the next 6, 12, or maybe 18 years of his life away from his family and home serving Florida in the U.S. Senate. After much thought and prayer, I realized the answer to that question is no. he didn't have a Chinaman's chance. The fat-ass governor said yesterday Harris has dropped so low in public opinion polls she can't unseat Nelson. I just don't think she can win. I know we did that yesterday, but it's worth pointing out again. Bush pointed out polls showing Harris is running about 30, man. about 30 points behind Bill Nelson. She's been dogged by staff turnover and that acceptance of 32 grand in illegal campaign contributions from defense contractor Mitchell Wade, who pleaded guilty to bribing former U.S. representative the Duke, the Dukester, Duke Cunningham. I'd like that. I like Catherine lot. Harris against Bill Nelson. That's like the Marlins against the Braves. Don't forget, 7.30, uh, ga- uh, 7.05 game time. How are they going to compete with the uh, Heat, huh? They're not going to. They're not going to. Now, I don't know what their season attendance is. Uh, I mean, their season ticket order number is. But whatever it is, that's what the number is going to be. Because it'll be the actual attendance will be less. You follow what I'm saying? In other words, there's a minimum number. And that's always whatever the season tickets are. In other words, if there are 3,500 season ticket orders, they can't put less than 3,500 on there. Correct. Because the county everybody already bought the ticket. Yes. Plus those who were thinking about showing up and those who may have been there in the last couple of weeks and those who might come uh, next, next Monday. I don't think they're probably playing at home next Monday, but nevertheless, maybe they will. And if you show up, maybe there'll be a game. Look at that. We got 1,001 votes. I didn't even click it again. Aren't you excited about that? We got 1,001 just sitting here on my fat, smelly ass. Maybe. Boy, that's good. That is really good. I wonder how this other song sounds. Not playing it right now. Looking for a leader. Now, was I always say it's Bob Lumen and Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places, but that's not who it is, is it? Who did that song? Johnny uh, Paycheck. Now, who did it? Looking for love. Oh, you don't know? Bobby Womack. No. Come on. I always say Bob Lumen. What the song did Bob... Oh, Let's Think About Living was Bob Lumen, wasn't it? Let's Think About Living. Huh? Is this the uh, song you're thinking of? What are you talking about? This is looking for love. That's not it. That, that's, that's some right. darker... Uh, huh? It's a country song. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Is oh, Johnny Mickey Paycheck? Gilly. Who? Mickey Gilly. I didn't know you were talking about the country version. Mickey Gilly? Well, what the hell is that? Mickey Gilly, my ass. I'll go get a feather, Mickey Gilly. Abu Red. There you go, good Canadian boy, Neil Young, telling it like it is. I'm going to play that in the 1 o'clock hour, looking for a leader. And then we'll play Let's Impeach the President, and then we'll play Prison Bitch a couple of times. We'll have that baby licked. See, there's more one ways to skin a cat. Now, you know how many times we've talked about crap? Crack? About, no, crap. About how people are stupid, you know, about silly stuff that people fetch a lot of money for. And every time we talk about that, we mention Andy Warhol, and justifiably so. This is art. An Andy Warhol canvas portraying a can of Campbell's soup was auctioned off for nearly $11.8 million today, Christie's Auction House reports. $11.8 million uh-huh. for a painting of a Campbell's soup can. The sale of small torn Campbell's, and it's, a, it's got the picture here, it's a pepper pot soup. By the way, you'll be happy to know. Yes. 
Because according to Boca Brian, it was Bobby Womack. Or, uh, sorry, Bob Lumen. Then there, it was Bob Lumen. There's a version oh, yeah, by Wailing Jennings, and another one by Mickey Gilly, and another one by Johnny Lee. I think he's wrong. Oh, Johnny Lee. That's who it was, Johnny Lee. Looking for love. You don't know the song I'm talking about? It's Absolutely. a great song. Absolutely. I'm just telling you, there's five the versions of it, so, and I hate all of them. You don't like that song? No, it's a good song. Country music. Oh, that's one of my favorite, uh, along with the white sport coat and the pink carnation. The pink part, you know. It's that, kinda, that was yeah. Marty Robbins. Right. You're telling me like I don't know that? I interviewed Marty I Robbins had the after record he was dead. You did. Yeah, but you didn't interview him after he was dead. I interviewed dead. Bert Lahr. Yeah, after he was dead? No. All right. It looked like it, though. And if Slaney, Michigan, I interviewed Bert Lahr. Uh, looks like we made it. Lose control. Looking for love. Where is it? Oh, Johnny Lee. Oh, Looking for a Love, Jay Giles Band and Bobby Womack. That's, looking, that's a different song, Looking for a Love. Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places, 580, Johnny Lee. It's not Bob Lumen. In fact, I'll bet you what I say Bob Lumen was, uh, let's, let's think about living. Huh? Boy, I hate country right. music. But, but every now and then there's one song, you know, that really gets to you. It's okay, it's pretty every good. Every once in a while. Bob Lumen, 760, 1960, Let's Think About Living. That was almost as, and that was okay. It was in the same genre as I Can Help. Who did that? I Can Help. Oh, God, well, I hate that song. And you don't know that one? Yeah, but who I is think it? of it. I Can Help. That was a medley of a smash. That was the one-hit wonder. Thanks, God. Can I get back to Andy's Warhol? The sale of small torn Campbell's soup can pepper pot, a 62 canvas, set a record for work from the artist Campbell's soup series. Art dealer Larry Gagosian delivered the winning bid for the item, which had an estimated price of between 10 and $15 million. He was bidding for Eli Broad, an L.A. collector and financier, the New York Times reports today. Oh, here it is. I can help. Philly Swan. Oh. Hopefully that's his swan song. And it was, because we never heard from Sorry, him again. Sorry, I couldn't remember that. I can help. Philly Swan. Yeah. And they played that eight million times an hour. Nice talk Here's a Get rid of it. Kill him. The painting came from the collection of Irving Blum, an art gallery director that gave Warhol his first show. This is just... Uh... And then there was another one. Britain, British David Hockney. His 1967 A Neat Lawn. It doesn't have the picture here, but I can just imagine. Fetched $3.6 million and was snapped up by an Asian art collector. You know, this business of art... I'm not no, I'm no connoisseur of art, okay? I know nothing about it. I'm just an old slob. But, you know, the idea that a soup can or like... Uh, you know, it's like that scene in the last years, last days. Mm-hmm. Seemed like years. It's like that that scene in the front of the house, you know. Right. Look, how long? How long did it seem to you that that? How many hours did it seem? About thirty minutes. Let me tell you something about art. You're just as qualified as any right. sued with well, any that's right. because you have eyes. Right. All right. I hate the modern. So, so what's their, so what's their excuse? They're suits. Oh. Twelve forty-two at five sixty. WQM on the Geldy Geldstein <laughs> warm-up show. Today's Wednesday, but there are a lot of you out there, a lot of you guys who haven't even thought about Mother's Day yet. It's this Sunday, you know. There's still time to make it seem like you put a lot of thought into your gift and send an original Vermont teddy bear. you got plenty of time. Sending a bear gram is much more personal and fun than flowers, which die in no time. And Vermont teddy bears last forever. They're even guaranteed for life. They're guaranteed. You can only get them by calling a friendly bear counselor at 1-800-829-BEAR or shopping at vermontteddybear.com. Your mom or wife will receive a beautiful little bear delivered with a free card, gourmet caramels, and a gift card in a colorful box. They'll help you tailor a bear just for her, whether it's the nurse bear, the teacher, businesswoman, or gardening bear. They even have a fun new barefoot and pregnant bear for those moms-to-be. Check out the new All-American mom dressed in a patriotic sundress and holding an apple pie. And for all you mama's boys out there, be sure to send a mama's boy bear with a heart-shaped mom tattoo on its arm. 
And dads, it's your job to get your wife a gift from the kids, and the mother and cub set is a perfect idea. Just add as many cubs as needed. They'll embroider your kids' names right on the outfits. And be sure and, oh, it says here, optional, I'm sending my mom or wife the blank bear. The, uh, I'm sending my mom the sorry you're dead bear. She's going to love it. Well, I don't, I don't have no wife, and, you know, so it's got a lot. It's optional if you have a mom or a wife. What are you sending your mom? My best Poison wishes. candy. Here's a tip. Send a bear to arrive at her workplace on Friday so she can brag about you to her coworkers. That one works like magic every time. They'll think you're a real mensch. So call 1-800-829-BEAR or shop online at VermontTeddyBear.com. Send a creative alternative to flowers for Mother's Day this year. Something neat she'll appreciate and squeeze the rest of her life. That's 1-800-829-BEAR, 1-800-829-BEAR, and tell them that old Neil told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Howard David's a bitch. Yes, absolutely. Top 48 at 560 WQAM, man. We know Joel Feinberg, that's for damn sure. What a jackass. WQAM, hello. Is this QAM? Yes, sir. Uh, is anyone can go on the radio or to talk to the DJs that are trying to figure out a song and who sang it? And I know the answer to it. I can't believe they don't well, know. What it. song was that? Uh, looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. That's uh, Mickey Gilly. He no. sang it in that the movie Urban Cowboy. Remember yeah. Bud and Sissy? And remember Gillies, the Bar Gillies? No. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I said. What do you mean you can't believe they don't know it? We've only said it three times by everybody who ever said yeah, it. Get the wax out of yours. He must have waxy buildup. He's just trying to be helpful, and you're uh, busting his balls. What's that's wrong right. With you now? Who did we decide had the hit on it? Joe, Johnny Lee. Right. Well, they all had a hit with it. No, they did not. We don't follow the country charts. They did not. Maybe in the country charts, right, but not no. on the Billboard charts. Where would you I don't care about the uh, country uh, charts. Country, country like charts is for Yahoo farts. No okay? kidding. Mickey Gilly, okay, so he did it, and somebody, who cares when you come right down, but the guy was trying to be helpful, and you're, you're seeing, he was a good caller. He sounded to me like he was under the age of 100, and maybe, uh, he you know, was misrepresenting what was going on. He was on not miss anything, okay? He wasn't even Miss America. What is wrong with you? I remember that song by Eddie Murphy spoofing it on Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Eddie, Murphy. Eddie Murphy had a hit with it, too, that's right. Looking for yeah, could he sing or what, huh? No. Eddie Murphy. I, th- I think that, that's what got to him, and he realized all of a sudden he couldn't be all things to all people, and he stopped being funny, and that's when he got uh, hooked up with that hooker, with that uh, transvestite, that tranny. Wasn't that Eddie Murphy? Yeah, it was. A lot of guys got hooked up with yes, the trannies. Was. Is that Eddie Murphy? Yes, it is. No, come on. I choice you not. <clears throat> 1,021 votes. Said the you know who wrote this song, don't you? What, what song is that? This song here. You know who wrote it for him, don't you? Oh, Eddie Murphy. No, he didn't write it. Eddie Murphy's singing it, eventually. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell it is. 
It's his hit. He had a hit with this. Not good for him. But it was written by Rick James, bitch. Well, who cares? Come on, Eddie. Where are you, Eddie? We're you dying to hear you, you sing. If I was him these days, I'd be hiding, too. I'd take a long time Eddie. to start. Eddie, you can do it, sweetheart. You know, if he's impersonating people singing, put on those big cans and well. pretend you're a singer, key man. I'm Rick James, bitch. See, you stepped all over poor Eddie. Okay, that's enough. I would say. There's another guy, man, a legend in his own mind. He was the Joel Feinberg of music. 12.50, 10 before 1, although at least he did it with, now I guess he did it with somebody else's money, too. I'm sure of that. WQAM, hello. Information and links to real estate organizations. Okay, thanks. I, that's one of my favorites, too. WQAM, hola. QAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I was out of the loop, but I'm back. Yeah. Okay. No, you're out of the loop, and you're still out of the loop. You'll always be loopy. Yeah, you'll always be loopy to us. Go away. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, I just sir. wanted to say goodbye to you. I'm moving out of Florida. Where are you going, Pally? Heading to Tunica, Mississippi. I'll be damned. Going to be a poker dealer and open up a cabinet shop. All right, excellent. Best of luck to you, Pally. I'll make you another box one of these days. All right, that's the box, man. I'm still using yep. it. Thanks a lot. Bye. You the man. That's the guy that made that big, nice uh, box. Right. For me to rest it was in. a very nice box. No, it is a beautiful thing. I got all the light bulbs. Remember, somebody sent me a whole bunch of light bulbs. Well, put your ashes in there. That would be a good idea. Put my asses in there. I got four of them. 1,025 votes on the poll. Man, that poll is hot today. It is heavy duty. In every other song that I have heard lately, some fellow gets shot. Oh, I like that. Bob Lumen. I don't know why Brian sent this to me. Did you mention this guy? No, let's think about living. 1960. I like that. Kind of. Let's think about living. There you go. Okay, that's enough. That kind of. Yeah, let's let's play a country music. You know, this station. I don't know if you remember it, but before they finally put the sports talk garbage on the station, you remember what it was? They were. They were. I don't know whether they were simulcasting Kiss or they were doing like different country music. No, no, they had their own. And I have a QAM country bumper sticker on the cabinet over here. My little. All right. Yeah, just for. It was QAM country, man. They had Kiss on FM and Country on AM, which, yep. you know, I mean, does that show you some ingenuity? Of course, that wasn't the uh, the Measley Beasleys. No. That was the, um, what the, was their names? Sunshine oh, Wireless? No, Two Live Jews, Sunshine Wireless, yeah. That's what Bill Carter used to call them, Two Live Jews. And Bill got cancer, and he was on the, on the verge of uh, passing. And they sent him a, a message by messenger to his house. Uh, oh, well, don't come back. That <laughs> was not, not even a phone call. Just don't come back. Uh, your services are no longer needed, and uh, we hope you, you know... Die in good health, or whatever the hell they said. The two live Jews. I forget what their names were. Real a-holes. Sunshine, wireless, my ass. Then Greg Reed came plopping along on the scene. Oh, boy. The Greg Reed scene. And then just when we thought we'd seen it all, then all of a sudden along came Clarabelle. Oh, brother. I'm glad you guys had a good chat, though, the other day. Yesterday. It was a nice time. Did you have a good time? Yes, we did. Didn't have a good time. I never have a good time when he comes in there in the morning to talk to me. Yeah, we, we had a conversation in the office that used to be Greg's. Yes. And... I think that's the first time that I've had a conversation in there. Really? Right. I mean, you know, well, well, I snuck in there a few times. Where did, I, I was thinking about this the other day when I was sitting in my machine. I was thinking about the day that they called you off the show twice right. in the same day. Right. When they were conducting the, speaking of high up the Fat Boy Inquisition where you threw you under the bus. Right. About that uh, Treasure Island business and you supposedly were like, uh, you know, overcharging them and all this other bull crap. Mm-hmm. And Greg, of course, did his best to browbeat you and throw you under the bus. And Fat Boy and he were like lifting the tires up to see if they could stick your ass under there. 
That was not in his office? No, no that was in the conference room. Oh, in a conference room? Sure. Remember, the whole staff was assembled. Really? Well, everyone, everyone, everyone with a title. This is Amy Rothstick that day. Josh worked. Remember the guy that sent me that unctuous fax about... I'm out of touch, and Miami's uh, making this big comeback, and it's the epicenter of the universe. Remember that crap? Yeah, in, in the world, I believe he said. Oh, yes. I said the universe. Maybe just the world. What? Cruise ship lines abandoned Miami as a port of call. How do you like that? Oh, my God. Oh. When the Norwegian spirit set sail this evening for Great Stirrup K in the Bahamas. And by the way, all you Yay. stay out of there. It will soon say, it will say, Bon Voyage to Miami as a port of call. The New York-based cruise ship no longer plans to visit Miami even though it's the epicenter of the universe. It's the epicure of the universe. Epicure is still open on Alton Road, right? Thank God. You ever shop at the Epicure Market? No. No. They don't like going in there. No, they like anybody with money. It's a great place. In fact, that's right uh, down the street from where the Villa Deli used to be, right there on Alton Road. You certainly remember the Villa Deli. Absolutely. Kishkoi. That was good. Royal Caribbean's grandeur of the seas will start calling on Miami in July during a series of nine-day itineraries from Baltimore, delivering 2,000-plus passengers to local tourist attractions. But beyond that... Miami, the world's cruise capital, remains a little more than a place where people begin and end their cruises. No ships call regularly on Port Everglades in Broward, also a busy cruise departure point. In other words, a lot of people are leaving, but they're not going into town and spending no money. So all those people you see at the airport, you know, they're holding the signs up, uh, this cruise line, and they're grabbing people right off the plane. Mm-hmm. They're throwing their ass right on the ship to make sure they get every last dime. They even turn those people upside down to make sure they get every last dime falls out. Like Meg Green. She used to hide a few quarters in her. Wreck them. And then they'd hold her upside down and they'd fall right out. For all its glamour, South Florida has yet to catch on as a place where cruise lines pull up and encourage their passengers to spend a few hours at local tourist attractions. Those same attractions, which usually see lulls between the weekends, had come to enjoy Norwegian's Wednesday visits as a midweek pickup. No mo. Tonight is finito, baby. That's it. No mo. Stacy Shaughnessy, a Long Island, New York mom, who recently visited Miami as a passenger board Norwegian Spirit, says, Miami is just like New York except it has palm trees and it's hotter and the water is clearer. She said, I'd rather be in a place that's more quiet and laid back. Well, whatever that means. I guess Miami. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe Hialeah. Ain't nothing going on there. Except that new stadium, baby. We got the new stadium. Oh, the Marlins. You fairy. boy, David. 1257 at 560 WQAM. All you horse racing fans and poker players. Pompano Park Racing and Poker has got all the action you're looking for. And something special for the ladies who come out to the track this Saturday, May 13th, for Mother's Day Eve. All the ladies willing to be uh, age 18 and older will get a free entry blank to win $1,000 in betting vouchers this Saturday night. Drawings will take place after the 6th and 7th races, and you must be present to win. And by the way, Steve Wolf, don't worry. Most of the ladies at Pompano are over 18. Believe me. In fact, turn those numbers around. Prizes include a $50, hundred dollar, $150, $205 bet. You know who doesn't love to get some extra cash. And imagine all the early birds you can buy with that kind of money. Plus, the drawings will also be for tickets to upcoming Marlins baseball games. What's not to love? So make plans right now to bring out your wife, your mom, your mother-in-law. Maybe not your mother-in-law, but why not bring them all to Pompano Park this Saturday for the great Mother's Day Eve drawings. Just like Fat Rich used to bring his wife when I wasn't there. Located a half mile from both I-95 and the Florida Turnpike, Pompano Park is easy to get to. And best of all, Pompano Park gives you free admission and free general parking every single day. Look out for, um, well, let's see, I'm trying to think of somebody really good. Well, I can't. Uh, look out for Gary McQuaid. Live heart. Big O here to talk about the ultimate combination for today. Like today, poker is underway at noon. It's going on right now. It goes on till midnight. And live racing gets underway every night, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday at 725, including tonight. And don't forget, every Wednesday like tonight is dollar night. That's when draft beers, soda, hot dogs, and more just a buck apiece starting at 6 p.m. All of these things waiting for you at Pompano Park, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For the current racing schedule, call 954-972-2000 or on the Wicked Web, Pompano Park. 
Com. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. President Day Beer. So reach for that green bottle with the gold label, and you, my friend, have found the true taste of real beer. That's President Day. Hi, this is Red Deer Randy Muller to talk to you about your mortgage needs. A Atlantic Coast Mortgage, the only name that you need to remember. Mike Art and Jake will get you the personal, professional service you deserve when it comes to a first or second mortgage for home improvement loans. They do it all, folks. Call in Broward at 954-987-8077 or 305-944-0733 in Dave. Rates are changing. Lock in now. That's A Atlantic Coast Mortgage for all your mortgage needs. Hank Goldberg. Weekday morning, 7 to 10. Larry Beinfest, morning, General Manager. The losing is not okay here right now. We could sit here and say, yes, we have the lowest payroll in the game, and half of our roster is rookies, and this is a tough situation in the really division, and say, you know, it's okay to lose, but it's not okay. It's not okay with Jeffrey. It's not okay with Joe. It's not okay with me. You know, we are expecting these guys to get better and to win. I know you want to see some action, and we have been very aggressive in the past with trades and trying to improve the club, and it's just not something that is really an option for us right now. But guys don't throw strikes. Or if your attitude goes south, we'll make changes here in a hurry. The Hammer, Hank Goldberg, 7 to 10. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Take a break and laugh out loud with Neil Rogers. By the way, there was a guy sitting next to me at uh, Woodbine the other day. He leaned over and sneaked one. And right in my direction, too, maybe it was an editorial comment. That's so rude. You're supposed to lean the other way. Yeah. No, there was a guy on the other side, too. Maybe I liked him better. I don't know. Now, what, what the hell is that? I mean, it was so obvious, too. He made it real obvious, and then uh, he dealt it, and I smelled it. Neil Rogers, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 560 QAM. The white-hot playoff edition of the Miami Heat Show. Wednesday at 8.30 with The Hammer. Brought to you by Dodge. Grab light by the horns. See your South Florida Dodge dealer. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Mikazuki Resort and Gaming. Winning has never been easier with over 1,500 video pole tab machines. Six miles west of the turnpike on Southwest 8th Street. Mitsubishi, driven to thrill. The white-hot playoff edition of the Miami Heat Show. Featuring Pat Riley or Randy Fun. Wednesday at 8.30 with The Hammer. An exclusive presentation of 560 QAM. One to two hour. They're sure Rob Marciano intensive on CNN today. I guess they sent him away for a long rest after all them hurricanes. Just wearing that black T-shirt and them real tight jeans on there. So tight you could almost tell his religion today, you know. Hey, Rob, uh, 1,046 votes on the poll. Let's not start with all that uh, crap, okay? Okay. Well, he does look pretty good from a distance, you know. And a lot of people look good from a distance. 
And then you get up close and like, oh, good God, what was I thinking about? Look at that. What is that? What? It's just a wrinkle in his jeans, okay? Don't oh. get all whipped out of shape here now. No, I'm not watching that. I am. Kagan's on there. I'm on, well, he, she's not on right now, and I got news for her. He looks a lot better than she does. At least he ain't sleeping with Rush that we know of. Right. Sony launches PlayStation 3, speaking of playing. Sony won positive reviews today for its new make-or-break games console, the PlayStation 3. But analysts and gamers question the price tag that will make it at least 100 bucks more costly than its main rival for Microsoft. And she's, she's already gone now. we got even worse. we got that uh, Kira Phillips on there. Oh, oh, yeah. brother. What a two-by-four with several rusty nails and it could do for that bitch. <coughs> the Japanese entertainment giant launched the PS3 ahead of the E3 gaming extravaganza in L.A., hosting thousands of investors, analysts, and journalists at Sony's giant Culver City Studios to show off a console that features a wireless controller allowing players to shift objects without pressing buttons, a hard drive of up to 60 gigabytes, and a built-in high-definition Blu-ray DVD player. The console will go on sale from November. We'll have a launch price in the U.S. of 499 bucks for the 20-gigabyte version and 599 for the 60-gigabyte. Microsoft's top-of-the-range Xbox 360 sells in the U.S. for 399 with a 20-gigabyte drive, though it has no high-definition DVD player. In Europe, the PS3 will cost the same figures in euros, but so the full setup will cost an even heftier 599 euros or 410 pounds. Guess what? It's expensive. Damn expensive. Wow, Sony, you're dead, wrote one disillusioned fan on the Gamermania 2 blog. You're dead. Sony, how do you like that? All right. 1,046 votes on the poll. That's what the DJs say. That, that guy, you know, he's just clueless. Sure, he meant well, you know. Uh, the DJs are talking about, uh, we don't have no DJs, okay? We have no DJs. Get with it. 1,048 votes. The main reason you listen to the Neil Rogers Show, where we don't have any DJs, although we play some music every now and then. Yeah. Like Neil Young. Is Neil Young? No. Older than death. Older than Methuselah's great-great-grandfather. Okay. You should play that whole thing this hour, right? You should. Play Let's Impeach the President last hour. These are from the brand new, which you better go out and buy it, Living with War CD. Neil Young. Go out there and put it in your uh, CD deck in your car or in your, or just take like those speakers like they had in a clockwork orange and put them up against the window and just blast the whole hood with it, man. Just blast it. And then, of course, the uh, Secret Service will be knocking on your door in a few hours, taking your ass away. You will never be seen again, but boy, you'll sure enjoy it. You'll be rocking. 1,053 votes. The main reason you listen to the show to hear Neil rant and rave. Uh, 484, 45.9%. That sure went down, didn't it? Well, it's because we put other choices on there that they like better. Like for a few laughs. 197, a little chuckle here and there like that. 197. Here, the bedtime story is 105. So look at that. Looky, looky, here comes Cookie. Look at that. There's like 70 some odd percent right there. Here, Neil ripped the caller 77. For the comedy bit, 67. Uh, yeah. Here, the caller is 45. That's down to 4.2 percent. My God. Here, the truth, 34. I hate this poll, 30. How many? And I have no life, 14. Well, that's because they're... I have no life. See, we put that on there too late. Yeah. Former National Security Agency Director Bobby Ray Inman lashed out at the... Bobby Ray Inman. What that was his big hit song? Lashed out at the Bush administration Monday night over its continued use of warrantless domestic wiretaps, making him one of the highest-ranking former intelligence officials to criticize the program in pubic analysts say. This activity is not authorized, Inman said as part of a panel discussion on eavesdropping that was sponsored by the New York Public Library. The Bush administration needs to get away from the idea they can continue doing it, he said. He called on the president to walk into the modern world and change the law governing the wiretaps or abandon the program altogether. Quit breaking the freedom laws. Or go to jail for breaking the law. Right. Exactly. 
Or get impeached and go to jail. And then go to jail, right. And then Dick Cheney can pardon him and say, I beg your pardon. No, him too. I never promised you a Rose Garden. Cheney goes with him. Who the hell did that? Rose Garden. Come on. Oh, jeez, I don't know. Come on. What what the hell was her name? I beg your... Was it Jeannie C. Robbie? No, she did the Harper Valley PTA. Loretta Lynn or somebody like that. Loretta Lynn. That could be it. Loretta Lynn. I think she's Dade. Loretta Lynn. All of the country singers, they're all Dade. Sorry, I was wrong. Lynn Anderson. Well, Lynn this, Lynn that. I beg you. That's a bad song, by the way. I hate that song. I hate Lynn. Here's a better version. Oh. Woo! Man, you me right off the chair here. Holy crap. Suicide machine is great. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, kill that. Put him out of his misery. Put him in that house with Kurt Cobain. And before he uses it, let Kurt loan him that pistol. WQAM, hello. Hey, how yes, are sir. you? Good. Uh, the uh, Kosher Cowboys were Jeff Greenhot and Dan Cohen. Absolutely and correct. That was Sunshine Jeff, Wireless. Jeff, Jeff had the office in the corner and wore his pants around his neck. Uh-huh. And Dan was the, <laughs> and Dan was the quiet one with the glasses who always said, you can't have it in advance. I see. So yeah. words, you, must have, well, you must have worked for these losers, huh? I worked for those losers. I was the guy who turned off the music on that radio station. Really? Uh, yeah, when it was cool going 560 WQM. Yeah, but, you know, they were all right, guys. They we were, know they who, were do we know you? Would we know your name, or are you like going uh, to be anonymous? Right, but I ain't going to tell you, because then the uh, people that I currently work for would uh, have a heart attack. But oh, I see. Okay, anyway. well, we don't, want, we don't want them to know you're listening to the show. That would be bad. Yeah, right. They know it. But anyway, the whole point being that... that um, that that station went to hell in a handbasket after the current owners bought it. Because before, at least, uh, you know, they were pretty decent guys, and they tried, and they had... Do you remember John Moynihan? No, sure. Who used to the bad hockey? Yeah. And he used to go to Hardy Sportsman's Lounge over there on uh, Federal Highway in uh, Dania Beach. Is, is uh, he dead? Huh? Did he die? Yeah, John died, absolutely. Really? Jesus. And uh, Shotgun Johnny Dolan is still alive, though. So oh, yeah, we know that. Well, that's, that's the bad news, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, shotgun Johnny Dolan. I wish I'd have had a shotgun. Yeah, really. Have a great day. Thanks. How do you like that? A radio guy. Wow. Oh, I was looking for the uh, John Moynihan uh, jingle I got in here. Oh, I got it somewhere. Here it is. Here's one right here. John Moynihan Sports Radio. Man, we got it all. We have got it all. It's just amazing to me. But my favorite of all is the one where they mispronounce the name, you know? Now, now there was a real jackass, Ed Berliner. There's another clown. What a jerk. You ever meet Ed Berliner? Never had the pleasure. Ich bin ein Berliner, he said. Oh, he's the worst. He reminded me of a guy named Ed. uh, What was his name uh, from Michigan? Oh, what the hell was his name? He used to be my national rep when I worked in Kalamazoo. Ed uh, Christian. Ed Christian. Oh, what a jerk. It's 12 minutes. Well, this business is loaded with idiots. I mean, look at us. We're in it. Well, no, we're actually, we used to be in it, and now we're like around the fringes of it. And I, I still say that's my goal before they stick me in the box. I'm going to get back into radio one of these days. 1,062 votes on that poll, man. 1,062. It just blows us away to see the tremendous outpouring of emotion. Phones are smoking on there. I'm not taking any of them, but they're smoking. In fact, that probably is the reason they sound like they do. That, that was a good call, though, see? Mm-hmm. That was a radio guy. Yeah. A radio goy. Worked with John Moynihan and also Shotgun Johnny Dolan. I never knew that was his nickname. Shotgun. 
whose, whose claim to fame at IOD is that he once took a leak at the urinal next to me in the tea room there. That was, that was, and I'm not making that up either. He, he had to tell everybody that. That was, that was the most exciting moment of his life. I think he took out an ad. I hope that's all he took out. Twelve minutes after one at 560W, because it sure wasn't exciting for me, I'll tell you that, Johnny. Oh, God, was he... I don't know. What was the story with him? Was he on the coast? I, was that where he was? Yeah. Eventually. You know that number one right. midday station, the coast? They should live so long? Mm-hmm. Hey, if you're a cigar smoker, you'd like to kick back with a good premium brand by listening to Shotgun Johnny Dolan on the radio. Then Bahia Cigars by Tony Brahani is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch, hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider and 9.1 rating by Schmoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also, be sure to try their Bahia Deseo, the hottest release cigar in the last 10 months. The Deseo gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. It's a powerful, big, fat one with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. Yeah, I've seen some like that. For a South Florida tobacconist near you, log on to BahiaCigars.com or call toll-free 1-800-35-BAHIA. 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh, gentlemen, you speak up. Tell no more would be a problem. Have my word. When there's a ruckus at the airport, it's gotta be the dog. Trouble with the cops, pissing off the cops. When there's trouble at the airline, it's gotta be the dog. Throwing stuff at cops, fighting off the cops. When your flight is delayed, it's gotta be the dog. Getting mad at cops, tossing stuff at cops. Got the police on my case, we just wanted first class. And the next thing that you know, they arrested our ass. Dig this, man. Right, someone on. once said, to air is human. To forgive, divine.
Touch of that? Sure. Oh, well, let's touch it. Oh, 503. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Don't get panicky now. The two live Jews come back with the music. Oh, my God. Then there's, uh, wait till you hear the titles The Restless Consumer. Shock and Awe. Roger and Out, Flags of Freedom, Families, and and the last cut on here is uh, a version, a version of America the Beautiful. Doesn't this make you want to stand up and salute? Give the Italian salute. Yeah, I'm doing it now. Never waves of grain. Okay, that's enough of that. Now, let me just uh, whip out my um, Godfather, my Erzatz Godfather uh, CD I bought yesterday, which I want my money back. So, now, some people would go in a store and they'd you know, take the receipt. I want my money back. This is my, uh, I, don't, I don't do that. I just, you know. But this is uh, performed by the Hollywood Studio Orchestra and Singers, Godfather 1, 2, and a 3. It's the Lawrence Welk, a 1, a 2, and a 3. You know, and I'm over P.O.'d. Uh, see, right, right there, you know that ain't it. That's not the soundtrack. Should always get the soundtrack, okay, little kids out there. Get the soundtrack. Don't get the Johnny Man singers or Mitch Miller and his band group singing, uh, you know, the theme from uh, Shrek. Shrek. And that's one of the better ones right there. Wait till you hear. Well, you've already heard. It. Really showed Connie's wedding. Now, we've played the other one a zillion yeah. times. Wait till you hear how, how weak this is. I guess I guess this Connie, you know, not too many people show up. Hey, Polly, more ginger ale. And wait, wait till you hear some of the ones from Godfather 2, like. The, oh. That's bad. That yeah, is weak. Like Elmer Tudor's voice. It's not even the same voice. instrument. 
Colors of Jimmy the Boat's Hat. Sounds like the high school band. High school bugle boy. Oh. Senza mama. Without little mama. Without fat mama. Oi. Sulla pamora che ne fa ma niente. The Erzatz Godfather soundtrack. Now this one, remember, remember Vito Andolini? Remember he went and whispered si. in his ear? Remember Vito Andolini. And your favorite, The Murder of Don Fanucci. It's got its own song. Cubby the Tuba. Cubby the Tuba. I'll tell you one thing. They had some good Italian sausage out there during that festival there, you know? That, that was the good part. Yeah, I bet they did. Nothing like good uh, hot sausage, man. That's where it's at. Good hot Italian sausage. Take it from the expert. 1,081 votes. The main reason you listen to the Neil Rogers Show is to hear Neil rant and rave, 495, 46%. Well, guess what? Going to be a lot of ranting and raving in the next two and a half years, unless I croak first, or unless I find a really good machine, man. For a few laughs, 207. To hear the bedtime stories, 105. Well, I'll, I'll bet you McGill be pissed off to see that. He'll just think you voted 105 times. That's right. I didn't even vote for that. To hear Neil rip the callers, 78. For the comedy bit, 67. To hear the callers, 45, and that's dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping 4.1%. To hear the truth, 38. I hate this pull through. Uh, still got same number. About 30, man. And I have no life has got 15. I have no life. 15 honest desperados out there. We know. We understand. Look where you are. Look out the window. Look where you are. And you have to tell us. I have no life. We know that. Right up front, we know it. Going in. That guy that called before, he sounded so happy, and he was moving to Bumfork, Mississippi or somewhere. What does that tell you? Mm. And he's ecstatic, feeling like he's being let off death row. With lightning quick speeds, the latest features in security, Comcast high-speed Internet leaves DSL in the dust in their wake. And today you can get on board for just $9.95 a month for two months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed Internet is up to four times faster than DSL 1.5, up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast Reliable Fast Connection means you'll be flying through the Internet with the greatest of ease. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast, you get instant access to free features like the fan, video mail, Comcast Rhapsody Plus, up to seven personal email accounts, just to be naming a few. Not only that, but you also get McAfee security tools included, so you can be assured your Internet experience will always be safe and secure. So what in the world could you possibly be waiting for? Start doing more faster than you ever could before. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for just nine ninety-five a month for two months. And you wonder how you ever mangled uh, without it. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST and in beautiful 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is your attorney general and purveyor of decency and sensible shoes, John Ashcroft. Legalization of marijuana is on the rise around the world, like England and Canada. But those are just some foreigners. We can't let that happen here in the greatest, freest, and most arrogant country in the world. While legalization of marijuana would cause unemployment to rise by dismantling of the DEA task force, it would take food from the mouths of needy politicians. So stick with alcohol. 
all. That's fine. And cover up them naked statues, will you? I have a mother complex, and that bothers me. And get your feet off my nice, clean floor. This message paid for by Citizens Against Spotted America. Oi! Godfather 3. A vocal noise, and a bad one, I'm sure. I'm getting spookies already. Promise me you'll remember. It's a love theme from The Godfather Part 3. This love together today. Well, how about The Godfather Intermezzo? That must be really good. Not bad. Not. Huh? From Godfather 3. Like I said, I want my stinking money back. This is crap. I'll take care of that tomorrow. I'll go and get some real soundtracks, okay? Okay. My profuse apologies. But at least we got the Neil Young on here, man. I guarantee you they're not playing that on the on the juice and the, on the loose uh, Rosenstein show. Neil Young living with war. How do you like that, Joel Feinberg? Eat your parts out. Eat your kishkis out, you silly-ass bastard. Looking in the mirror, that's his, uh, oh, God. 132 at QM, we got Gildy. <laughs> Coming up next, who actually wears earplugs during the show? Fermont, Iowa. The city isn't going to pussyfoot around when it comes to stray cats. Isn't that cute? little play on words there. Mm-hmm. The city council there has decided that anyone who feeds the cuddly creatures are a- aiding a nuisance. Oh, amen. I'll say amen to that. Mayor Rodney Wagner says police could photograph people who feed stray cats and violators could be sent letters warning them of the consequences and be fined. Police Chief Arthur Sullivan said people don't understand the problem. So Dan Stewart is dead? Oh, we're fine. I can't believe that. Can you? Believe it. Oh, that's pretty shocking, isn't it? People find those cats sweet, cuddly, and lovable. He said it's one of those situations you're not going to win no matter what you do. Nonetheless, however, Sullivan said something needs to be done. The trick will be finding a solution. We have people who feed the wild cats, and the cats leave something behind. He said, one guy won't be able to use his hot tub. <laughs> oh, well, maybe just if he'd just be smart enough to get a litter box. Mm-hmm. Right? I think even cats in the wild look for the litter box. Now, that, whole, that whole notion, man, is just, what if you had a pet elephant? A pet gorilla, yeah. a pet uh, hippo, you know? Right. You'd need a big box. I guess. And then you'd have to not only have earplugs, you'd also have to have nose plugs to go with it. A lot of people, when Geldy comes on, there are a lot of listeners who do put, uh, put the nose plugs in. They hold their nose. 1,098 votes. We're going to get over 1,100 today. And that, that's pretty impressive to me. That is some feather in our cap, isn't it? I it's something. We're going to get a big, no, because Joe told me this morning, he said, if we can have uh, 60 days of 1,000 more votes every day, we get like a million dollars each. All right. Nobody said? Something like that. Or maybe got, nothing like I got, that. I got the decimal in the wrong spot, maybe, but something like that. He said we get a little something-something. Adrian Brunet in the Hartford Quran. See, there's a Hartford story in here. The guy that called before about Hartford and about that silly-ass business, the rumor about the Penguins moving to Hartford. I mean, that's just... That, that would be like the Marlins moving from uh, where they are now to uh, Jupiter. I'm not talking about the planet, either. As with prophets and leaders before him, U.S. Senator Jew Lieberman's fall from grace in the eyes of State Democratic Party activist Keith Crane began with a kiss. How do you like that? Where? Rectum. I believe I think it. in Hartford. No, I think the kiss is... Uh... What are you going to do? Nice college boy, eh? They want to get mixed up in the family business? Now you want to gun down a police captain? Why, because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think? This is the army where you shoot him a mile away? you got to get him close like this. Bing! You blow their brains all over your nice side relief suit. Come in. Mwah! You're taking us very personal. <laughs> I tell you, when somebody in a mob kisses you, you better watch out where they yeah, kiss Yeah, run. Run like that. <clears throat> That's run right. Like 
Just like uh, when Michael gave Fredo that kiss, remember? Oh, yeah. In fact, we got that, too. I just I can't believe we got all these things. How do you do that, as a matter of fact? It's amazing. Magical. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, now, wait a minute. That's not it. I'm not finding it. I thought he says, I knew it was you, Fredo. I knew it was you. You got that. No, I don't. Sure you do. Uh, I knew it was you, Fredo. Oh. You broke my heart. What? Oh, broke you my heart. broke my heart. Oh, I think it goes like... I know it was you, Fredo. <laughs> you broke my heart. You broke my heart. And they give him that big kiss. Kiss off. Crane had stood by the sender, if only grudgingly, through his vice presidential and presidential campaigns, Jew Lieberman were talking about, his speeches supporting the Iraq war, and even his appearances on the unctuous Fox News channel. But the peck on Lieberman's cheek from President George W. Bush after the 2005 State of the Onion address left, left him feeling betrayed. I didn't even know about that, did you? No, I missed that. I remember that song, I Love You a Bushel and a Peck. With the help of his brother, Crane, also known online as C.T. Keith, launched www.dumpjoe.com, putting the image of the kiss on page one of the website he hopes to bring about Lieberman's political demise. That's dumpjoe.com. With it, the Branford resident, who proudly wears a button bearing the photo and passes out buttons everywhere he goes, joined what might have been a passing storm but has become a political nor'easter threatening to tear down the house of Joe, to which we say, oh, go. The feeling was there, Crane said, during a recent chapter meeting of Drinking Liberally, a pro-Democrat meeting group in New Haven. I started the website. I started going to Democratic events to put the notion in everyone's ear that it was okay to say what you mean about Joe, that it's okay to say Joe's not acting like a good, a good Democrat. He's acting like a farbissin orthodox yid. Since DumpJoe.com made its debut last year, several other blogs and websites, like TimeToGoJoe.com and MyLeftNutMeg.com. MyLeftNutMeg.com, to name two, have been launched. A dump show video project's being planned. The tide of anti-Lieberman activity has been spreading on the Internet. With enthusiasm reminiscent of the Howard Dean presidential campaign, these Democrats plan to take down the center. Many of them helped put in office in the first place. Well, good. Better late than never. Lieberman knows and acknowledges his antagonist, but campaign spokesman Sean Smith said he's not daunted. He said, Hubman dreared. He thinks the emergence of blogs is an exciting development for citizens to engage in political discourse, says Smith, but it does feel a little strange. We're not used to this kind of opposition from our own party. Well, too bad. Get used to it. He said there are no plans for a pro-Lieberman blog. It was Lieberman's opposing his own party, says one-time supporter J.M. Iver, that made him join the fight with TimeToGoJoe.com. All of a sudden, Joe was going on Fox News, undercutting the Democrats on the president's plan for Social Security reform. He went from someone who was just voting with Bush to someone who was actually attacking the Democratic base. Once a part of Stanford's close-knit Jewish community, to which the Lieberman family belonged, in fact, both families attended the same shul, Ivler, who now lives in California, said he wanted to hit Lieberman where it would hurt in his war chest. He created TimeToGoJoe.com to raise money for any qualified candidate to run against Lieberman and the Democratic Party. Good. Dump his ass, okay? Phony baloney. Piece of turd. By the way, how much, what are you hearing uh, these days about Ariel Sharon? Uh, not a lot. Nothing. Nothing. The rumors I'm hearing around the Jew community is that it was that last uh, real hard homentashi 80-year-ago poem. I already said something the other day. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> No, that wasn't it. It was more like... I'm dying over here. A Yale University historian has uncovered a 1918 letter that seems to lend validity to the lore that Yale University's ultra-secret Skull and Bone Society swiped the skull of American Indian leader Geronimo. Do you know that? We kept hearing that rumor. They swiped it. And it turned out to be Dana Bash, the old shrunken head on CNN. Boy, she just... Mm. They, you, know, you know what they have on there? They have a lot of really unctuous people. I know that word is I use yeah. too much, but they have a lot of despicable people on there. Yes, they did. Although they finally, I think, did uh, 
They uh, speaking of the spick part. They dumped the Rick Sanchez. I can't find him no more. Thank God. Well, there's one less despicable. Yes. The letter written by one member of Skull and Bones to another purports that the skull and some of the Indian leader's remains were spirited from his burial plot in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, to a stone tomb in New Haven that serves as the club's headquarters. Good place for it. It's a burial. It's a, it's a burial ground for anything alive. According to Skull and Bones legend, members including President Bush's grandfather, Prescott Bush, that Nazi sympathizer, dug up Geronimo's grave when a group of Army volunteers from Yale were stationed at the fort during WW1. Geronimo died in 1909. Geronimo! I don't know all that much about Geronimo. In fact, I, I probably ought to do a little more, more research on my engines, you know, before I die. Probably find Engine killer! Find out more about the engines. Sure, why not? One of the things I remember was that shameful campaign they ran to a scare campaign when the slots thing was on a ballot. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, it's going to be bad and evil and uh, bring crime and a mob. And uh, and in the meantime, of course, they want it. You know, they got they got their own bastardized version there, and they want it. You know, it's one thing to get even with a white man, but it's going overboard a little bit, what I'm saying, a little overkill. 19 till 2, Geldy is standing by. More on tonight's big heat game, baby, the heat and the nets. Oh, man, if it's like game number one, look out now. My, my. That was bad. And it was right there in the uh, AAA arena, wasn't it, Josh? That's right. They, they were not white hot. No. They were like uh, icy cold, like the icy cold sleeve. Maybe maybe they were wearing the icy cold sleeve up their patch or up Could there. Be. Something. Because they sure played like it. If they get whomped again, that's the end of that. Just like Ottawa, man. Sabres got their number. Trust me. And just like, uh, what's the other one? Carolina got those, uh, whoever they're playing. Who's Carolina playing? That other team. Jersey. Jersey. Get with it, man. You better get with it. Jersey goes ahead with 20 seconds left in the game in the third period, and then with three seconds left, Carolina ties it the other night and then wins in overtime. How do you like that? Two goals in 20 seconds against uh, and the, line, the, the tying goal against that frog, Martin Brodeur. How do you like that? Them apples, huh? Marty? Froggy? Hey, what's better than staying cool and comfortable all summer long? George says it's already summer in Florida. So the... From May through, like, October, sometimes in November, it's hotter than being in a, a brick oven. How about getting an instant $1,200 cool cash rebate on the world's smartest air conditioner, the five-star edition of the Carrier Infinity System? And to make it even better for you, you can get this fabulous system from people you really can trust, Royce Air and Heat, where they've been taking care of Tri-County area families for three lengthy generations. As a Carrier factory authorized dealer, Royce guarantees your 100% satisfaction, and that guarantee is backed by Carrier, the people who invented air conditioning and now invented the Carrier Infinity System. This actually performs a daily diagnostic check every single day and then adjusts itself for maximum efficiency. Now, don't forget to maintain maximum efficiency on your current air conditioning system. Join the Royce Air and Heat Comfort Club. It's going to save you a lot of grief and a lot of uh, down days, too. Twice a year, they inspect and tune up your system. You'll enjoy a priority same-day service and 10% off any needed repairs. All of these things for just 110 bucks a year. So whether you choose the two-speed Infinity system with Puron, that brand-new baby, or peace of mind all year round with the Comfort Club, either way, make the smart choice the Royce choice. Just like Jerry Royce used to play shortstop for the Cardinals. Who does he play for? Somebody. Do we know? No. No, Jerry Royce. Never heard of him. Oh. Royce Aaron Heat call toll free 1 800 377 0075. That's 1 800 377 0075. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QA. Action! George Bush keeps saying so, he's improving the U.S. Border Patrol. But statistics show 10 million folks snuck in from Mexico.
They're hiding in the trees When they're caught, the feds just set them free They get fake IDs for 30 cents or mow your neighbor's lawn Your neighbor's lawn, your neighbor's Our borders have more holes than a slice of Swiss cheese Looks like we'll be cooking up more hot tamales Sometimes I wish I had a fence around me But I need a maid for my home 147, 13, okay enough already with all the Mexicanos, okay enough with that crap All those chubby little beaners and that, that's the problem, man. Too much of those mushy beans. I don't want to keep dwelling on that, but I'll say it again. Mushy beans, man, bad for you. Oh, God. Mushy beans turn your public to moosh. Don't you think? I've seen it happen. Oh, yeah. Unlike those hot uh, Cuban queens on South Beach who are, like, got all that jewelry on there and, well, you know, well, uh, well-defined bodies, nice, smooth, hairless bodies, kind of like Asians. What's the definition? Of what? Oh, you said well-defined. Maricón. I think maybe, in, depending on what part of South Beach, which block, some, if it's near Johnny Versace's old place, it's Bugaron. 1,120 votes on the poll. Don't be picking up poor Gianni. Remember, what was that song, Frankie and Gianni? Remember that? Yeah, by who? To call the maypole. Oh, please, Frankie and Johnny, we're sweetheart. Oh, I don't know. That's like in the 50s on Capitol Records, Frankie. Oh, you want me to look at that? It's not going to be in anywhere. I don't know. Who I don't know. A whole bunch Too of old. different people do that. It's a cornball song. You know, it's like uh, some old Peggy Lee song. I don't know who done that. Maybe Al Martino done it. You know Al Martino from The Godfather? I know. I'm so tempted because, uh, you know, the, the real thing. I got the, thank God I got the real uh, soundtrack, the original one. Because this stuff from the Hollywood Symphony Orchestra, boy, they should only have wild diarrhea for a month for doing that. To call them a political odd couple would be a rash understatement. Conservative media mogul Rupert Murdoch will host a fundraiser for liberal New York Senator Hillary Clinton, the Financial Times reports. Don't you find that rather bizarre? That's pretty bizarre. The mating ritual of the unlikely allies has been underway for months. Clinton set political tongues wagging last month by attending a Washington party celebrating the 10th anniversary of Fox News, the cable news channel owned by Murdoch. Oh, boy. When in doubt, just sell right out, bitch. The Ice Princess. I, she, I, I don't like her. I could lie to you and tell you I think she's great, but I, I don't like her. Even a little bit. The Times quoted one unnamed source as describing the Clinton-Murdoch connection this way. They have a respectful and cordial relationship. He has respect for the work she's done on behalf of New York. I wouldn't say it was illustrative of a close, ongoing relationship. It's not like they were dining out together. The fundraiser will take place in July, the newspaper said. Clinton is the front-runner, yada, yada, yada. She's worked hard to take the edge off her reputation as a card-carrying liberal. If she's gone so far over the other side, maybe she can elope with Jew Lieberman. She's collaborated with congressional conservatives on some pieces of legislation calling for a common ground on abortion and cut a political figure some on the left see is decidedly unliberal. She's just a political opportunist. That's all she is. That's it. Plan on her husband's name. That's all she's doing. That's how she got in the Senate, and that's what she's doing right now. Wants to be president. Bitch. I, I don't like her. I don't like her. I'd rather have Al Gore any day of the week. Yeah. Not, not that he's so great. I mean, yeah. box. <laughs> yeah, but once in a while... Drag the good name of the United States of America through the mud of Saddam Hussein's torture prison. Amen. Yeah. You tell him, Mal. See, he's a Big smart Al. guy. He's got a good heart. Now all he needs is a personality transplant. Well, and he's got a nasty, bitchy wife, too, just like yeah. uh, Tipper, you know. Well, we're going we're gonna to censor everything. Yeah. We're going to go into music stores. We're going to put big, fat labels on everything, especially Marilyn Manson and Charles Manson and Marilyn Monroe. And I think we should tip her over. Yeah, it's a long way to Tipperary, man, I'll tell you that. Tippy Canoe and uh, Al Gore, too, bitch. Remember that thing there with the, uh, where the hell was it? That was at the convention. 
where it looked like he was going to do her right there on the stage. Remember that? That mm-hmm. long kiss? Uh-huh. I, I think it was kind of like the kiss that we're talking about in The Godfather. I think Al, Al was trying to give her the big kiss off. Maybe he was trying to tip her over. <laughs> oh. Of course, if you get a good waitress, be sure and tip her. That's what Josh was trying to do with the melting pot last night, trying to tip her. He wound up flipping her. Did he really? So this was a really good experience. And then I'm sure he went out and great. got sloshed. No, I, I didn't. I'm waiting for this weekend for that. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Don't be going out and getting sloshed and then start like Marvin Rawman and showing up at about 1045, you know. When people can't show up on time for a gig that starts at 10 in the morning, that's usually not a good sign. Marvin. Of course, that's George's good buddy. So. And right. Depot, too. Don't right. Speaking, speaking of clothes. Speaking of engine killers. Hey, today's Wednesday. That's a bulletin for you. I bet there are a lot of you guys out there. I haven't even thought about Mother's Day yet. Well, it's faster. It's coming sooner than you think. It's this Sunday. Still time to make it seem like you put a lot of thought into your gift by sending an original Vermont teddy bear. Sending a bear gram is so much more personal and fun than flowers. Those flowers wilt and die in just no time at all. And Vermont teddy bears last forever. They're even guaranteed for life. And you can only get them one way, by calling a friendly bear counselor at 1-800-829-BEAR or shopping online at vermontteddybear.com. That sounds like two ways to me. Your mom or wife will receive a beautiful bear delivered with a free card, gourmet caramels, and a gift card in a colorful box. They'll help you tailor a bear just for her, like the nurse, the teacher, the businesswoman, or gardening bear. They'll even have a fun new barefoot and pregnant bear waiting for you for those moms-to-be. Check out the all-new American mom dressed in a patriotic sundress and holding an apple pie. A big, fresh apple pie, nice and warm for waiting for some cheese and ice cream on it. Mm. And for all you mama's boys out there, be sure and send the mama's boy, maybe a little cinnamon, too. The mama's boy bear with heart-shaped mom tattoo on his arm. And, dads, it's your job to get your wife a gift from the kids. And the mother and cubs, that always fills the bill real well. Add as many cubs as needed. They'll embroider your kids' names right on the outfits. And here's a tip. Send a bear to the office to arrive at her workplace on Friday so she can brag about you to her co-workers and tell them that you're a real hotshot. It works like magic all the time. So call 1-800-829-BEAR or do your shopping online at VermontTeddyBear.com. But don't diddle around now. It's Wednesday already. Send a great, the alternative, uh, a creative alternative flowers for Mother's Day this year. Call 1-800-829-BEAR. That's 1-800-829-BEAR. And be sure and tell them that old fumfier, Uncle Neil, told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. Rock, rock solid. This is 560 QAM. It's day oh, oh, oh. in Miami town. Yes, yes, yes. At 560 WQAM. Back in the day when someone done us wrong, we didn't take their crap. In Pearl Harbor, when the Japs dropped their bombs, we bombed them back. And now the Saudis, they hit us hard. And on our cars, our little flags wave. At that Saudi loving, retired points of bombers the wrong way. And I'm embarrassed to be an American Absolutely. Where they follow bush like sheep The United States of arrogance Led by Bush and his family Green they got this country Handling towards the darkest days in our history I don't want to be a Pax American In the USA What's a few thousand innocent lives? Stop living in the past. If you want that SUV to drive, you're gonna need more gas. 
It's the greatest country in the world. They train us to believe. And anyone who says that, obviously, can't afford to leave. And I'm embarrassed to be an American, where we patriotically wave a flag in one hand, with our head in the sand, and blindly follow the powers that be apathetic. Watching states run news on a 65-inch screen. Rectum scratcher. Mm, fine. Everything's okay. All right. In the USA. Bye, bye, bye.